is part of the TPS Radio Sports Podcast Network at www.tpsradio.net. Welcome, everybody, to another edition of Sunday Night Showdown, where tonight, 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 we bring you the backlash, the fallout from WrestleMania 25. The backlash is in effect when the Brothers Hardy go one-on-one in an I Quit match. The WWE Championship will be determined tonight in a six-man tag match, where if Team Orton goes over, Randy Orton becomes the new WWE Champion. And, of course, let's not forget the last man standing match. Will Edge triumph over John Cena and become the new World Heavyweight Champion and take the World Heavyweight Championship to SmackDown? We're going to find out that tonight and a whole bunch more as Santino Morella could be kissing the great Kali. Scary thought, isn't it? I know we're all looking forward to that, Double J. With that being said, welcome to Sunday Night Showdown. We are emanating live from Calgary, Alberta, Canada, in the home studio here, the Pimp Palace, if you will, Mikasa of J.J. Sexay, and we're being joined, of course, by the usual suspects, Mark the Shark DiCarlo is in the house, P. Diddy, Internet Dave, back for another edition, Boom will be in the house at times, and then, of course, there's me, Mr. Money on the Mic, J.J. Sexay, welcome to Sunday Night Showdown. Well, you know what, uh... Jeff and Dave and our illustrious 
guests, and I, I can't believe all the guests that we've crammed into the international studios of Sunday Night Showdown this week. Some of the fallout, not only from WrestleMania 25, but last night's fantastic Prairie Wrestling Alliance show right here in Calgary, Alberta, Canada at the Cadia Rec Center. I'm exhausted from a night of furious action, and a little bit later on tonight, uh, later on in the Backlash broadcast, we're going to be discussing the events of last night's apocalyptic, apocalypse PWA show that of course featured the current and reigning TNA Legends champion, the phenomenal one, AJ Styles, and uh, one half of the former TNA World Tag Team Champions, of course, Homicide, making his Western Canadian and Alberta debut last night against the current and reigning PWA Cruiserweight Champion, none other than T-Bone Jack Sloan. And guys, um, the, the, the level of excitement at the Acadia Rec Center last night for PWA was second to none. My hat goes off to all of the uh, wrestlers who put on a great show last night, gave their blood, their sweat, their tears, and today, a couple of them that we talked to today have a lot of metal in their heads as the fallout from Apocalypse last night. Absolutely. Uh, with that being said, let's kind of shift gears as we are ready, ladies and gentlemen, for our first match of the evening right here on Backlash. We've got ourselves an ECW championship match. Will Jack Swagger lose the title tonight to the returning Christian Cage, Captain Charisma? Well, you know what, uh, Double J, and I, you know, later on I'm going to call you what, what our good friend here on Sunday Night Showdown, Mick Foley, calls you, and that would be... The Gigolo. The Gigolo. I think we need to... Uh, P. Diddy, Internet Dave, whatever the hell we're going to call you this week. <laughs> we, 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 need, we need to go back... Because there's some confusion with the correlation between Double J and Jeff Jarrett on TNA. But if we just go with the with the quintessential nickname that McFoley so chooses to use, I think that would alleviate some of the confusion. Your your perspective on that? Well, just it sounds like a great idea to me. Obviously, we'll have a little bit more information on that. Obviously, backlash uh, a very interesting night in the history of the three of us that's for sure but uh, and we'll get into some favorite backlash memories sneak preview backlash five years ago in edmonton alberta canada mick foley and randy orton unbelievable maybe ryan has a tape he can lend me i'm not sure but uh unbelievable <laughs> show we'll have to we'll have to check that out you do but realize i have it on dvd it's sitting right there in front of your face there you go okay i'm not leaving until i <laughs> I think I've forgotten to take it with me every time I've been here to the Pimp Palace. So, by the way, that's Greg, not Ryan. That's okay. We get to call Dave. We get to call you whatever name we so choose, Greg. not your guests. But well, anyway, censor what he just called you. Jay Leto is not here tonight. So, but guys, out with Ray Park. I got to tell you, uh, Jack Swagger and Christian Cage here as we continue here with Backlash, the All American American. You got it. Yeah. Um, no. ECW commentators, we got Michael Cole, JR, and The King calling all the matches no matter what the brand. I'm done with that. Uh, I would much prefer that than the, uh, uh, than the revolving door of broadcast uh, teams that we've been so subjected to in WWE broadcast programming over the last little while. And of course, this last week on ECW during the contract signing and the swagger Jack that is uh, had on the cool suit and uh, uh, at the contract signing, got a little bit 
fed up with uh, the antics of, of Christian and uh, paintbrushed him, slapped him ten ways from Sunday, and uh, it's on, and it's on right now. And he delivered the gut-wrenched powerbomb to Captain Charisma through the table. Which is gut-wrenching in itself. Very gut-wrenching. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and say this now. I know we're going to run down the card here in just a second, but since we are watching the ECW uh, Heavyweight Championship match as our curtain jerk of the night, I'm going to go ahead, I'm going to make a bold prediction here, and I could be Uh-oh. wrong, but I'm going to say, unequivocally, Christian goes over tonight and becomes the really? new wow. ECW champion. After all the build-up, all the hype, you don't believe the hype, Double J. You, you, you really think that in, in your thought of thoughts, not just throwing it out there to create controversy that you normally do. We'll have to see what the people in the chat room think about your controversial commentary, but... Um, after all that the office has done to put over Jack Swagger, just like that, you think that they're going to take the strap and put it on Christian. I do. And, and I'm going to tell you something right now. This is the opportunity for you and you to give your opinions on this. And when you're done, I will explain to you why I've come up to this conclusion. Shark, you go first. Well, like I just said, I, I don't think that uh, that it's going to happen. I, uh, as much as I'd like to see... Um, Christian be the champion that I think that he so rightfully deserves on on the ECW brand. I think that with with what the office has been doing to build up Jack Swagger as the ECW World Heavyweight Champion, I just can't see them ending it like that. However, you know, on a booking uh, platform, um, they could very well put the strap on Christian and continue along in the program whereby where he would be defending the strap against Jack Swagger in future programming. Well, I'll tell you guys, uh, I'm thinking Jack Swagger retains in some nefarious manner here because don't forget the next pay-per-view is three weeks from tonight. That's Judgment Day, and then we lead into Extreme Rules three or four weeks later. So especially with the uh, brand split officially kicking off tomorrow night, even though it should have probably kicked off a couple of weeks ago, let these guys uh, talk to each other and and, uh, be in tag matches for the next three weeks. And let and then add a stipulation and let Christian Cage win the match uh, three weeks from tonight at Judgment Day. Although I liked the uh, the format that they use, the four to three, three to two, two to one format that they use to determine Christian Cage to be the number one contender. But uh, keep it on uh, Jack Swagger for about three more weeks. Excuse now, me. Now you guys have, have given your opinions. I'm going to tell you exactly why I'm picking uh, Captain Charisma to go over in this match. The, the chat's agreeing with you so far. The fact being, traditionally in a WWE pay-per-view, whenever a guy gets the better of the other guy on the go-home show before a pay-per-view, they tend to go over. So Jack Swagger did get the better of Christian uh, on this past week's ECW, actually gut-riching him through the table. Now, that's not entirely the reason I'm picking Christian Cage. The draft just happened. Who did ECW get in the draft? Vladimir Kozlov. Absolutely. They got, they got the Moscow Mauler, Vladimir Kozlov. I honestly think the next guy in line for that title is Vladimir Kozlov. Now, you made, you made such mention of the fact that they have built Jack Swagger, and he has been champion for damn near six months, if not longer. And okay? God only knows it seems like a so, lot longer to me. No, so he's had a long title reign. He's been built up successfully. He's had successful matches on Monday Night Raw against John Cena, 
Here's the thing. You put the title on Christian as a transitional champion, and at Judgment Day, Vladimir Kozlov comes in and completely destroys Captain Charisma and becomes the top dog of ECW. That's why I say tonight, Captain Charisma goes over new ECW champion. Wouldn't that create a double heel scenario for the next pay-per-view? What do you mean a double heel scenario? Kozlov and... Or, I'm sorry. Yeah. Kozlov and Christian. I'm sorry. Yeah, that would be face heel. Uh, People like Christian, yeah. No, I, I got confused. I'll it's be okay, editing man. that out of the archive. Well, we forgive you. It, it, it's all good. <laughs> oh, near fall as uh, as Christian goes for the sunset flip. Two and, and uh, kicked out right there, too. I got to tell you, obviously, Christian Cage is most likely the ring general tonight, but I'm liking what I see so far, and, and uh, hopefully, like I said, if, if my scenario works out, they'll be uh, facing each other a lot more in the next three to six weeks. When we see about 38 more pay-per-views between now and SummerSlam. Well, you know what, guys? We can sit here in fantasy book all we want with respect to what might be happening, finishes, and who's going to go over, who's going to be title holders. But uh, um, the simple fact of the matter is that uh, generally whatever we think lately, especially you, my good man, Double J, whatever you, you seem to be picking lately, the office seems to be listening to our show and booking the exact opposite of what you think is a good idea. And that's been going on for a couple of months here on Sunday Night Showdown. Well, you know, they, they keep those ideas on the back burner, and they'll pull them out one of these days. Right, watch. right. You know what, I'll, I'll tell you a story. I was telling Jeff last night at the PWA show. Back in the in my old show days, back in 90, or excuse me, uh, 01, 02, 03, um, we used to have a pay-per-view prediction contest, and... I used to never win it. I'd get like six out of eight, five out of seven, something like that. And I never could get eight out of eight or nine out of nine or whatever, and I could never win. I had We had about two dozen people that played. And I thought about it recently, and I thought, you know what? You're predicting a predetermined show. So if, if you're able to predict eight out of eight correctly, you're probably not going to enjoy the show because everything you expected to happen, happened. There's no, like, you don't need a monster surprise on every show, but just... Wow, that's a, a different idea than I th- thought they were going to go with. That's that's actually a pretty good alternative. And uh, <laughs> maybe I'm a little bit prouder of not winning uh, as very often in that contest. Well, cutting back to the pay-per-view, Jack Swagger and Christian on the apron. Uh, Jack Swagger channeling his inner Kurt Angle as Christian Cage, or Christian, Captain Charisma, whatever yes. you call <laughs> it. Christian. They've lost the cage you know until Christian. he's in a cage match, you know what? and then we can call him Christian in the cage. For the last three years, that's what I've called him, Christian yes. Cage. Yes. Christian on the outside there as Jack Swagger, I said, channeling his inner Kurt Angle, trying to do the German from the ring apron. That's been reversed. As uh, Jack Swagger now has Christian on the turnbuckle and appears to be going for a move. That body drop from the top there. But we're not doing live play-by-play. By play. Yeah, but we do give up to the moment. Jack Swagger with a Vader bomb from the top. Ooh. Kick out at two and three-fourths. But Jack right now weighs about a third of what Vader did at the peak of his pundit <laughs> in his career. I'm just waiting for next week. It's time. It's time. It's, it's Swagger time. time. Well, you know what? As, uh, as uh, I don't know if you guys caught the promo one time about, I think it was about a month ago, where Christian was making fun of the lack of charisma that uh, that the swaggering one, Jack Swagger, the all-American American, American <laughs> uh, has. So nice and, they named it twice. Yeah, so nice they named it twice. And it, it, was, uh, it was a very funny spot with the two of them. Whoa! Uh, 
Wow, that was great. Where the two of them were were bantering back and forth, and Christian was making uh, a lot of fun of the lack of... <laughs> lack of personality that that Swagger definitely has. I'll, I'll never forget the time that Christian came out and interrupted uh, Jeff Swagger and uh, tried to save the man's life from you know getting electrocuted in the microphone with all the thing they did. It's pretty bad, you know. But Look, you know, let's run down the card real quick. Yes. I've already given my picks for this match. I say Captain Charisma Christian goes over. Uh, also on the card, run it down for us, Dave. All right. Well, we have uh, Kane and CM Punk. Who uh, Kane's been dominating Punk not only in singles but in tag matches for the last uh, three or four weeks. And we have the sent. Oh, kill switch delivered by Christian as he goes for the cover. This could be it. And One, the prediction two. could be coming true. Oh, man. I am correct for the first time tonight. <laughs> for the first time <laughs> in a month. Time tonight. In a month. Jiggle. <laughs> Yes. Of seven or six, uh, six or however many matches. Six, seven, something or other. Christian wow. Cage. Christian, you're new. ECW Heavyweight Champion. Everybody in the chat was completely correct. I'm surprised. I'm really surprised based on how many pay-per-views there are between now and SummerSlam that you could that you could have built this up with an ECW stipulation, but you oh, know wait, what? Wait, is that Vladimir Kozlov coming to the ring? You know what wouldn't surprise me? It's not Vladimir Koslov, it's Pat Patterson. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, who you I know what? Is he a legitimate godfather of, uh, of uh, Victor Koslov and his mother was uh, Nikolai Volkov, but anyways. But you know what, Jeff? Uh, for Nick, for Nikolai Volkov. For, uh, what is his name again? You're just getting that now. No, I was Vladimir about... Vladimir Koslov. To come down to the ring right now, I think would be great. That'd be fantastic. Well, I didn't book the show, so, you know... Yeah. They're not listening to my ideas, remember? <laughs> but, well, you know what? We've been waiting for Christian Cage to uh, to make a significant impact returning to WWE, and tonight is the night. He, he absolutely has, and hopefully he can dominate on Tuesday nights on Sci-Fi. And what a great way that uh, Christian overcame the odds as he played possum in the corner. Turnbuckle is off. Jack Swagger running toward Christian. He moves out of the way. Jack Swagger head into the buckle. Christian with the kill switch. One, two, three. You're new ECW champion, Captain Charisma. The, ki- the kill switch, formerly the unprettier. Yes, they called it the kill switch. I like that. Really? I was going to call it the bad. unprettier a moment ago, but I, I like that, that name. But did you guys switch. see the fact that Jack Swagger was the one that initially exposed the turnbuckle and, and, and took off the turnbuckle pad, and it cost him? Absolutely. He wasn't paying attention. The situation, yes. So. Good finish. Very good finish. Yeah, definitely. Very so, good curtain jerker for the night. Oh, yeah. Not too bad. Absolutely. So yeah, and, can't a little bit later on, guys. Um, I know that uh, that uh, Double J has a bit of a uh, commentary that'll be coming our way with respect to the state of the union in the ECW as it sits right now. Oh yeah, don't get me started on that. Um, but we will definitely go in depth on that. Here right. the, go go down the card real All quick, right. Dave. Uh, Kane and CM Punk is match number two, very likely. Chris Jericho and Ricky Steamboat, Hardy versus Hardy in an I Quit match. John Cena and Edge, World Heavyweight Championship, Last Man Standing. WWE Championship, Six Man Tag. Triple H, Batista and Shane versus Randy, Cody and Ted. No matter, it's they've taken a they've taken a, a yes, stipulation yes. from from TNA. Yes, they've stolen a TNA idea. Who knew? And in the back right now. Uh, 
ECW legend Tommy Dreamer, uh, one of many that are congratulating the new ECW champion. I sense and smell a bit of a confrontation. Oh, brother and brother. First time we've seen this since uh, Christian returned to the WWE. As we have Edge and Christian staring each other down. Face versus heel right now. Could tonight be the night that two brothers walk away on the same pay-per-view, world champions? Could Edge overcome the odds and finally beat John Cena? Because let's face it, they've had quite a series of matches in in, uh, in a short time. Since, what, 2005 when Edge re, uh, basically took out John Cena after the Elimination Chamber at New Year's Revolution and became a WWE champion for the first time, they've had quite the history. Um, now, granted, a last man standing match is a great way to take the title off of John Cena. And let's face it, SmackDown has got to have a championship with Triple H firmly on Raw and John Cena on Raw as well. It's got to be Edge going over tonight. And if they're smart, Edge goes over with no help from nobody. Clean. Absolutely. Clean, if you will. And there's and there's Christian com- are confronting Edge and, and asking him what has made Edge into a, <laughs> a basically a fanatical lunatic. And uh, Edge's answer was basically one thing and two words, John Cena. I like Christian as the fanatical lunatic. Absolutely, no, no, no. I do. Dave, Christian was referring to Edge oh. as the fanatical lunatic, which leads me to the statement you made to me at the PWA Apocalypse show last night, that maybe you had suggested, maybe you had suggested that you start talking a little bit less on Sunday Night Showdown. And I, for one, think that's a great idea that you had last night. I like Edge as a fanatical lunatic. I like them both as a fanatical lunatic, honestly. As, uh, as, uh, (laughs) excuse me. Mr. Mr. Chris Jericho is headed down to the ring to face... Ricky Steamboat here in match number two of Backlash How 2009. You name? Did, did, you, did you put vodka in, in, in P. Diddy's it's water Ricky tonight? The Dragon Steamboat, Dave. I said Chris, Chris Jericho versus Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. You said Ricky Steamboat. Okay, I apologize. You've got to have the dragon. I'm hoping that when Ricky Steamboat makes his way, he's got the dragon garb and he breathes the fire on the, on the corner post. That's... That's going to make me mark out if, if Ricky Steamboat walks out in full dragon attire. Well, you know what? I, I, I don't know why, but I was kind of bored this afternoon at uh, uh, the Shark Tank headquarters, and I was surfing around on YouTube and looking at some old WWF programming of the Snake Pit, of oh, course, yeah. hosted by none other than Jake the Snake Roberts. And, of course, the, the big feud at the time of the Snake Pit was, of course, between Jake the Snake Roberts and Ricky the Dragon Steamboat when they had Snake versus Dragon and the whole yep. and the whole feud that was going on there. And man, oh man, that was that feud something to behold. Yeah, well, any feud that involved Jake Roberts was, uh, was can't miss TV. And he was so eloquent on the snake bit that he just put the fear of God not only in his opponents, but certainly in all the viewers. I remember when, uh, when Honky Tonk Man waffled Jake in the snake but with the guitar and actually broke Jake's neck. And that was what Jake had explained was the beginning of his addictive nature because he was having to take so many painkillers to get through his matches and then and so many the other moment. things, quote-unquote, to get up to do the matches that that was the beginning of his addictive state. So... 
a simple guitar shot from the Honky Tonk Man. And I remember that, uh, Dave, you, you entered a bit of an addictive state when Honky Tonk Man and was subjected not only you but by Honky Tonk Man's wife yes. at a certain show here yes. in Alberta. And, and, and are you okay now, Dave? <laughs> I think I've finally recovered from whatever... Uh, Honky Tonk Man's wife uh, inflicted me with. Well, your 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 self-pronounced recovery seems to be somewhat uh, self-explanative, and uh, the rest of us think, Dave, that you're not recovered, but you'll be okay soon. Thank you. I I've got pure water with me tonight. That's so. bullshit. We all know there's vodka in there. <laughs> so uh, so going down the rest of the card, um, I'm going to go ahead and say for this match, I'm going with Steamboat all the way. Yeah, I think so too. Well, you know, surfing around on the Internet, as I was doing earlier today, the popular consensus on a lot of reputable and non-reputable wrestling websites is, in fact, that you're right. That everybody thinks that Ricky Steamboat will go over today, tonight, and uh, this will be the blow-off of his uh, of his career. I, I don't, I'm not quite sure that, uh, that uh, they're... They're ready to uh, dismiss the dragon yet, but based on his hairdo alone, tonight should be his last match. So are you going with, do you think Steamboat's going over? Or do you think the heel Chris Jericho finds a way to overcome the odds? I, I really believe that once again, the the office utilizes the uh, the legend to put over Chris Jericho, and I, I'm picking Chris Jericho in this match. I'm going to take Steamboat. I, I think it's... Uh, it's a great finale to uh, the series of matches he's had over the last six weeks, and obviously because Jericho uh, technically won the match at WrestleMania, although Mickey Rourke even today in WrestleView was, is still selling that, uh, that he was hurt, that yeah. he has a broken hand three weeks after the event. Ah, but you're getting so, ahead of ourselves. That's a news topic. That's true. <clears throat> so what are you going with, Dave? I'm going with Steamboat, like maybe a, a roll-up or a... A schoolboy, something like I'd that. I'd like to interrupt Dave, and not just because I have fun doing that, but because I'd like to add one other thing, and that's that if they're going to give Steamboat the big send-off, the big final match, why wouldn't they have done it at Mania? Because uh, Chris Jericho had... Was I talking to you? I was asking the the, uh, the apocalyptic enigma himself. What, Jeff Hardy's here? No. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to try to, every show, give you a new nickname. Okay. So I'll, I'll continue to work on that. Okay. All right. I, I might reciprocate. You realize okay, that's that. fine. Okay. That's fine. All right. So we've all made our bold predictions. Uh, I pick Steamboat. Jericho, you pick Steamboat. Yeah. And Gigolo? Boom Boom says Steamboat goes over tonight. Wow. So we've got one Jericho, three Steamboats. Move on to the next match. Let's run it down. Hardy versus Hardy. I quit. Hardy versus Hardy. I quit match. Hardy will um, win. That's my point. Yes, Hardy yeah, yeah. will win. <laughs> yes. No matter what. Yeah, no matter I'm, what. I'm, I'm saying Hardy, Hardy will goes win. over tonight. Yes. Hardy goes over. Yeah. Um, I don't know. There's a lot of contract speculation right now that the reason Matt Hardy is getting all the wins right now is because Jeff has not agreed to a new contract. I guess they lowballed him on the contract offer, and he's not uh, not happy with it. At this point in his career, I don't know that uh, leaving the WWE would be, would be an option for him. I don't see him as being a big draw for TNA if he decides to go that route. He wasn't last time, so don't really know. I'm going to say 
the safe bet in that one is to say Matt Hardy goes over because really? we don't know if Jer- if uh, excuse me if Jeff Hardy is going to resign with the WWE at this point, and I see no reason to put Jeff Hardy over if that doesn't happen. So for that very reason, I say tonight in the I Quit match, Matt Hardy goes over. Wow, I'm shocked that you went that way, given the fact that how much of a uh, a push other than losing a couple of matches to his brother Matt, that Jeff has been getting from the office, and he's so over with the fans that I, I, I would be shocked if he didn't go over in, in the I Quit match tonight. But, as you stated, on the business side, um, no, he hasn't signed a new contract yet, and I believe it runs out at the end of May. Um, so that might have, you know, business has a lot to do with how Things are booked, especially in Titan Towers, and it'll be very interesting. I'm picking Jeff Hardy tonight. You going with Jeff? Going with Jeff. Yeah, I'm going to go with Jeff, too, maybe to set up a rubber match. But uh, I hate it when we agree. I will continue talking. Um, it's uh, To me, he's been rolling for 16, 17, 18 months, and two consecutive losses on pay-per-views aren't very good for him, and especially because they're uh, on, on different brands, have one guy, one man w- win, win one match each, and they maybe really haven't ever settled it because they each won a, one match. But we're not going to see much more because Matt's on uh, Monday Night Raw starting tomorrow. It's probably going to be Jeff because Matt has been winning, 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 winning. But, well, I can never bet against Matt Hardy. So, Matt Hardy... She can never bet against. Boom is going with Matt Hardy. <clears throat> she can never and bet uh, against Matt Hardy. So I guess Boom and I are, are in agreement that we're both going with Matt Hardy. Although your reasons for going with Matt Hardy are, a little are different than far Matt different, Hardy. far different. Very far different. Yes. Although By the way, we, we we didn't get the update from the Cassidy uh, uh, Jackson post lockdown scenario from uh, last week. Was it the? the normal yearly tradition of post-lockdown um, uh, entertainment here in Casa de Jackson. We know you guys love cage matches. Yeah. All I'm going to say is it was a lot of fun, and there's no new scars upon my forehead, so we're good. Because I remember after one lockdown pay-per-view, the, the following week you, you did a show with us at, at Bottoms of Sports Pub, and there was a bit of uh, scarring on your on your forehead, and you, you had expounded verbally to us over the air that that you were cut the hard way. Exactly. Yeah. Enough of that. I'm going to leave it to idle speculation, you sick bastards. Really? Yes. You're not. Next... We're not the ones that got cut the hard way in some fanatical sexual escapade post, uh, post-lockdown cage match pay-per-view extravaganza. Having said that, let's move on. Neither am I. What are you, what are you talking about? I don't know. Moving on. Moving on. Um, what's the next match, Dave? Kane versus CM Punk. CM Punk. CM Punk goes over Kane because Kane has been dominant against CM Punk. And let's face it, obviously they have plans for CM Punk. Kane is a guy they never really fully utilized. We, we saw Rey Mysterio destroy Kane on several um, different shows. I'm going with CM Punk all the way as I think he is the star of SmackDown. Well, and Chigolo, you, you just mentioned something that I, that I agree with you on and that I, I really think that they're going to put over... CM Punk over Kane, but the, the the widespread speculation as well post Kane match is that maybe CM Punk is going to turn heel. Maybe after the John Cena 
Edge match tonight where maybe Edge doesn't win and Cena does, that CM Punk is going to cash in his money in the bank stipulation and have a quick match with John Cena and go over on John Cena maybe. Boy, that's some, well, you know what? That's that some fantasy that, booking right if there. If that was to happen, that would be great. I think that that would be a wise decision. You think you think it's wise of the office to, to, to at this point in his very popular career, turn CM Punk? Turn him what, heel? Yes. No. Not going to happen? Not going to happen. They don't have enough good faces on SmackDown after the brand ex- uh the, the draft. Fair enough. Bring it back into the paper for just a second, giving you, uh, catching you up on what's going on between the Dragon, Ricky Steamboat, and Chris Jericho. A uh, series of back body drops, series of near falls. Oh. Jericho executes a nice enziguri to the back of the head, the very back of the balding head. Back, back, it kind of looks like, they, I don't know what happened to the Dragon since Mania, you know but I think he put a bullseye in the back of his head because his you, bald I, spot I got wonder, a lot bigger. I wonder if there's a tomahawk in Jericho's boot. Because it looks like the dragon just got scalped right. by the Inziguri to the oh back of the God. head. Oh, Jericho with the Bulldog setting up for what I believe is a lion salt attempt. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't think CM Punk's going heel, and I think it's a safe bet to say, and Boom agrees with me, CM Punk goes over Kane tonight. Okay. So moving on to our next, as Steamboat has Jericho up on his shoulders. Jericho goes for for an inside cradle, oh. turns it into the walls of Jericho, right near and the road. Got him right in the middle of the ring, practically. And I want to use this opportunity to give a little bit of perspective I have on the walls of Jericho right now. When the walls of Jericho first came out, it was kind of like a half Boston crab, and he had the knee in his in the yeah. small of his. Back of his opponent. Now it's simply a Boston crab. Yeah, I like the old way better. Steamboat with a chop reverses. And puts a figure four. A lame figure. Oh, it's not even a. It's more of an Indian deathlock right, kind of figure four. But yeah, Jericho uh, with the walls uh, pressured a different part of the back, which yes. is a lot more uh, threatening than a Boston Crab would ever produce. Well, I would agree. When when Jericho first uh, first arrived on the scene and made his name known in WCW, when he was using the. Uh, the elevated Boston Crab, which yeah. is called the Lion Tamer. Yeah. He did put the torque on the back. And, actually and he had the he knee in the middle of the back. Yeah. It was way better like this. This is simply it's a, a Boston Crab. Yeah. yeah. I agree. It's basically stolen Rick Martel's finish. Well, and he might, he's, some would say he's stolen Rick Martel's arrogance as well. He just <laughs> might have. As Ricky the Dragon Steamboat up on the top turnbuckle. Delivers a high-flying crossbody. Jericho. Oh! oh! Very nice. So close. I thought Jericho was done right there. And boom, boom, the uh, the crust from Papa John's was second to none. Yes, we ordered Papa John's pizza tonight to uh, to coincide with our backlash experience. That's right. We're feeling the backlash right here. So oh! Showdown. Oh, my God. Jericho delivers a spine-tingling codebreaker. As Ricky the Dragon Steamboat off the top turnbuckle, Jericho catches him in midair with the code breaker. Both men are kind of down at this point. Jericho, all he's got to do is cover, and he's got this match done. Very lackadaisical cover. And oh. Steamboat, being the veteran he is, has the foot on the ropes. Beautiful. When the referee actually counted three, but he saw that Steamboat has put his foot on the rope and called it off. 
I'd like to uh, welcome uh, Santa Loco and the power, Andy Knowles, to the chat. Arriba! Santa Loco in the house! Uh, Juanita, bring me a bottle of tequila! Ay, 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 ay! Wow. <laughs> wow. You haven't been drinking? Not yet. Okay, I, I think you start should. I also want to welcome the power, Andy Knowles, to the show. It's good to see him in there. And don't forget, we got the flag! Anyway. <laughs> what? work as well as mine, No, buddy. no. Oh, oh and there's Steamboat tapping. Wow. Yeah. Tapping. So I'm one for, one, one for two. One for two. One for two. I'm 0 yeah. for two. Like I said, I, but maybe that's not and a bad thing. you surprised at what? <laughs> maybe that's not a bad thing after all. Uh, you know what? With that being said, with this match done, Chris Jericho goes over submission on Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. With that being said, I just want to say we're going to take a quick commercial break, come back, and give you continuing pay-per-view coverage of the WWE's backlash. With that being said, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be right back. One day at a time, I will walk this road I've traveled so far. One day at a time, will I know I'll carry on? One day at a time, I can see if you took my life this far. One day at a time, I will take this faith along. All this hope I'm breathing is given by the hand that carries me until I'm complete. Then I'll take what I
Sunday Night Showdown as we continue our live pay-per-view coverage of WWE's Backlash as Kane the Monster is in the ring and we just saw the the entrance of Mr. Money in the Bank, CM Punk, as this match has not yet started and before it does, I want to continue what we were talking about prior to the break run down the rest of the card, give our predictions, and then move on to uh, a couple of other things. Dave, go ahead. Cena versus Edge, last man standing. Cena versus Edge, last man standing. I'll take this one. Um, I'm going to say, and I, uh, this is a bold prediction on my part, <laughs> given the, the history between these two and the ending, the finale on Raw this past week between Edge and, and John Cena, with Edge delivering a concerto to uh, John Cena, I'm going to go against the grain here, and I'm going to say Edge all the way. Wins clean tonight. He takes out John Cena, puts him on the shelf for some time, a.k.a. why he go makes a movie. Okay? You got my point there. Yes. And SmackDown gets their World Heavyweight Championship back. And Edge finally gets rid of the, ultra, the ultimate opportunist gimmick and goes back to being a credible heel. I'm saying Edge goes over. Well, I couldn't agree with you more uh, in that speculation of the outcome of the match with John Cena uh, under the I Quit stipulation, however, um, or pardon me, last man standing, however, um, I'm going to stick with your prediction, um, Double J, and, and, and agree with you that, that Edge will go over, and I, I just have it in the back of my mind that CM Punk's going to cash in his money in the bank stipulation tonight, and we're going to have an impromptu match between CM Punk and Edge. Well, maybe just the fact that there's only six matches on the card, plus the whole santina Kali segment. You could leave that for a, a possibility. Yep. I'm surprised if that was going to happen that Punk may not have had this match with Cage. Uh, excuse me, Kane first. However, uh, Jack Swagger and, and Christian got us off to a good start here tonight. But uh, yeah, Edge is is locked into the SmackDown brand. Cena's locked into the Raw brand. You're not going to have two champions. Edge and uh, can now start dominating the. Lester SmackDown brand, as we've been talking about. And uh, I think we're in complete agreement here, guys. You know, and I, I'd just like to add one other thing. I think that, that the way WWE has been utilizing Kane over the last couple of months has certainly led us to believe that uh, that uh, CM Punk will be going over in this match. I, I mean, what has Kane done to piss off the bookers in the office? I can't remember the last time he's won a match. <clears throat> Who, Kane? Right. The fact of the matter with Kane is this. He's a guy that they never seem to pull the trigger on. Uh, a guy who's only been a world champion twice in his career, if you consider the ECW championship world quality. Uh, most people remember he actually beat Stone Cold Steve Austin in a first blood match at the King of the Ring in 1998. Uh, a pay-per-view that's much overshadowed by the fact that Mick Foley and The Undertaker had the Hell in the Cell match where Foley got thrown through off the top of the cage and then chokeslammed through the cage 
lost his tooth, got knocked out legitimately. The biggest thing Mick Foley is known for in his career at this point was Kane's one defining moment in this business, and it's just yeah. a footnote in the history of World Wrestling Entertainment. And I feel bad for Kane because at one point in time, I always thought this guy was the best big guy in the business. You go back and you watch old footage of Kane from uh, 1998 on to 2000, and quite frankly, the way that the man moves, the moves that he had, he was quite possibly the best big man in the business at that point in time. Over the years, the fact that they unmasked Kane completely killed his gimmick. He had the best gimmick in wrestling up until that point. As soon as they took the mask off him and started to let him talk, it was downhill from there. You know what? You bring that up. When Kane started talking, I thought, oh, that's pretty cool. He's got the little voice box. Suck it. I thought, wow, Kane's talking. And then he wouldn't shut the hell up. Actually, I'll tell you a story about that. The, uh, the SmackDown after the initial draft in 2002, I just found, I found that on the Internet recently. And uh, it was it was uh, Hulk Hogan versus uh, The Rock at, at WrestleMania. Then four nights later on SmackDown, it was uh, the New World Order against Hogan, Kane, and The Rock. And the backstage promo was Hogan and and uh, Rock talking about stuff. And then Kane shows up, and then he does he does the Rock gimmick, and then he does the uh, the Hogan gimmick, and then it's like, okay, let's go out there, guys, and then Rock and Hogan look at each other like, okay, that's not what we expected. Oh, so, was that so the that was that he brought out the Canaanites. The Canaanites, <laughs> yes. Uh, but he still had the mask. But yeah, he was talking uh, without the the help of the voice box. Let's just say. But yeah, that when you talk about a beginning of the end, that night is is recalled in my head immediately. Like I said, you know, Kane is a guy they've never really fully put confidence in, and I think it's a shame. Um, that he's been with the company forever, yeah. more than ten years. More than I mean, ten years. Yeah. Let's face it. He was Glenn Jacobs. He was Isaac Yankum when he first came in at what ninety five, possibly even late ninety four. So you're looking at he's probably the longest employee that company has had, other than the Undertaker, other than Taker, Shawn Michaels, yeah, yeah. and uh, and Triple H. It, it's just it's sad that they've never really let him fully have a world title reign and. I don't see him going over tonight. However, the prediction that you made earlier about CM Punk cashing it in, uh, it could come to fruition. If CM Punk loses tonight in this match, I would almost say that he's guaranteed to cash in money in the bank against Edge tonight if he wins. Well, you know, we can fantasy book all, all we'd like, and, and no matter what this scenario of what we might speculate might come up, there's always an alternative to what actually happens, and uh, that's what makes this show so much fun. And uh, and we all hope that uh, that all of you that are listening and in the chat room are having fun as well. And I noticed that uh, there's some discussion of the, the pig flu, swine flu, if you will, um, by Santo Loco in the chat room. And you hope everybody out there um, is uh, well well inoculated and, and don't have to uh, be subjected for to uh, the swine flu that's not only in Mexico, but all over North America now. We just can't get away from the barnyard. We got the swine flu, yes. the bird flu, the, you know, the avian flu. I, I don't know anymore. I, I, I just want to stay in my house now. Well, and, and of course, because of the, the swine flu this last week in Mexico, they, they canceled all um, res- professional wrestling shows in Mexico this last week, including um, what was supposed to have been a big... Triple A Lucha Libre show this last Friday night, um, and for the very reason that they didn't want massive amounts of people congregating out in public, and uh, um, 
you know, speaking of AAA, yesterday was a phenomenal AAA Lucha Libre wrestling show on Galavision. Um, they had a 20-man um, escape the cage match, and uh, the the final man that escaped and, and went to the floor was none other than uh, Western Canadian pro, pro wrestling alumnus and current um, tag team partner of, uh, of Ted Hart. I speak of none other than Seattle's own Jack Evans, who's looking like a million bucks lately in, uh, in, uh, in AAA. Like CM Punk was going for the uh, go to sleep on Kane, but he couldn't couldn't keep Kane up, so he, he let him go. Turnbuckle, and he delivers with a nice uh, bulldog headlock there. Uh, I'm kind of kind of distracted. Double J, I'm, I'm I'm looking later on in the show tonight. To we're going to do the uh, the week that was in the in the world of pro wrestling, and a lot is going on, especially in the uh, post mania state of Raw, SmackDown, and ECW as uh, uh, Kane catches CM Punk coming off the top rope with one of his famous knife-edge chops to the throat. Absolutely, and uh, we've got Internet Dave joining us again. Uh, Where did he go? I'm not really sure, but he's back. Uh, I and I, I wanted to go over our next match uh-huh. of the night, which I believe, I'm not sure which is going to be the main event. Is it going to be the last man standing match? Is it going to be the WWE Championship match? I don't know, but either way... In this WWE Championship match, we've got Legacy. We've got Randy Orton. We've got Ted DiBiase Jr. We've got Cody Rhodes. And then on the opposite side, we've got the WWE Champion, Triple H, the returning animal, Batista, who claims he only has one more year left in the business. And, of course, the the fourth-generation McMahon, or as they like to basically put it to us on TV this week, the fourth-generation wrestler, Shane McMahon, which I found a little blasphemous, considering that only Vince and Shane have actually gotten in the ring, and the other two were just promoters. Um, But then again, when you look at the way WWE markets their people, they still consider Ted DiBiase a second-generation wrestler, when, uh, point of fact, his grandmother and grandfather... We're both professional wrestlers. Iron Mike DiBiase, His Ted's father died in the ring. Yes. So I'm a little Ted's a little father off yep. about that, but yep. I'm getting off topic. That's okay. Um, Great what pertinent I'm say information. Right now is Kane just delivers a monstrous choke slam to CM Whoa. Punk, and that's it. It's academic at this point. After the choke slam, wow. fell, CM Punk laid out one, two, three. Your winner in this match, ladies and gentlemen, is Kane. Shocked, I am. Shocked. You. Shocked. Yeah, but I you know what? Your your hypothesis on uh, join the group. Your hypothesis on uh, on what might happen with CM Punk uh, later on tonight uh, might come to fruition. You, you you speculated that that in fact the the whole hit CM Punk cashing in his money in the bank stipulation might be a little bit more believable if in fact he loses against Kane and Kane in fact wins on CM Punk. Well, look at it this way. If he does cash it in, then who's really the first guy that can claim a shot against CM Punk as the champion? None other than the guy that just whipped his ass, Kane. And we could see that uh, <coughs> upcoming on SmackDown where uh, where Kane could come out on Friday night and say, hey, I, I've beaten you every time we've faced each other since WrestleMania. I think I should be able to challenge you for that Money in the Bank briefcase opportunity. 
But, uh, but get, getting back to the six man, sorry to cut you off there, Dave. Um, I don't think you're sorry at all. But go I'm, ahead. I'm going to go with no matter what. I'm, I'm thinking Randy Orton goes over tonight. Doesn't matter if Cody Rhodes pins Triple H. Doesn't matter. Randy Orton becomes your new WWE champion tonight. It has to happen. It should have happened last month at WrestleMania when Triple H hit Randy Orton with a sledgehammer. The referee should have made that a disqualification. And even though he was brutalized at the hands of Triple H, who would have won the war, Orton should have won the battle and become your WWE champion. Tonight, the mistakes of the past have to be erased, and Orton has to walk away the champion. And I see it because Batista could quite possibly, I know there's there's rumors on the internet, Batista could turn heel tonight. Doesn't matter. In this match, you've got six men. One man out of the six is interested in one thing, and that's retaining his title, and that's Triple H. The odds are against Triple H tonight. He doesn't do well in these types of matches. Back in 2000, there was a six-pack challenge that was very similar where he did lose the title, I believe. I believe so, yeah. Match that had Kane and, and who else? Triple I'm... H, Kane... I think Vince McMahon was even in the match. Well, there was a six-man... Uh, Davey Boy Smith was in the match. Hell in a Cell match also. Yeah, I remember the six-pack challenge match, yeah. But it doesn't bode well for Triple H. I'm going to say right now, Randy Orton, no matter what, walks away your champion tonight. Well, a, uh, a, a most accurate description on uh, on what might happen. You really got to feel as though, and figure as though, guys, that if the office at, at any point is going to... Put the strap on Randy Orton. It's going to be now. Um, and tonight is probably the night. And I do look for some sort of heel turn out of Batista if they're going to do it. Dave? Well, you know what? Just to quote the guys from uh, Wrestling News Live, yeah, this this b- battle has become a war, but I think this war has gone on for about three weeks too long, and uh, the wrong guy holds the belt, and hopefully that will be solved tonight. How? However, i got to ask you, is Batista going to do the heel turn to build uh, towards something for Triple H for the next, for the next uh, four months? Um, I'm going to say, yeah, I think that a, a good program between Batista and Triple H right now would do, um, would do very well on Raw. Uh, granted that Batista, again, says he's only going to be in for another year. I yep. think that's a positive feud to put him in. He and Triple H have had great feuds in the past that work well together, um, and I think that's the way to go. And it also loosens up other people for Randy Orton to feud with if those two are locked up. So that's the way I would go. Well, and I agree, guys, and and, and uh, Jeff, because the, the simple fact of the matter is if you are going to take the belt off of Triple H, what better feud post-championship reign for Triple H than a, uh, than a feud with the... Uh, with the animal Batista. Oh, I'm being corrected in the chat room. Uh, Triple H actually did win the six-pack challenge match. And if I'm not mistaken, though, he actually lost the belt to Vince McMahon, and that's why they had the six-pack challenge match. I believe you're right, for sure. I uh, could I be mean, wrong. I don't. I think you're right. I, I am going senile, I think, of getting older. But uh, Well, I mean, the last time Batista and, and Triple H had a long-term feud, Batista won three matches in a row, which shocked everybody, <laughs> all the internet smart marks, because that was right during the uh, the time where Triple H was uh, was putting that glass ceiling down, and it it started to begin. Dave, look, it's, it's the world's worst ring announcer, Justin exactly. Roberts. You got it, Justin Hawk Roberts. <laughs> Terrible. That's a good name for him. Jesus, I like that. It's awful. But. Basically, that was the, the start of the new trend of, oh, maybe Triple H won't 
beat everybody forever and ever and ever from now on. And of course, right now we've got uh, making his entrance down to the ring, the charismatic enigma, Jeff Hardy, who, ladies and gentlemen, be glad of this, the pyro did not malfunction. He's actually making his way down to the ring. He's okay, ladies and gentlemen. He's okay. But, hey, if he wants to catch fire, he'd just drop and roll. He'd be all right. It, it's good. Um, I'm actually looking forward to this match. Honestly, I, I think this This I should be match, very good. It could be the show stealer. I think it is going to be the show stealer. Without a doubt, this is going to be match of the night. Yeah, because their match at WrestleMania 25, although it was very, very good, was really overshadowed by everything else. It was put in the middle of the card. And uh, if you ask people what they think about WrestleMania 25, the first four matches they think of, they're not going to think of Matt and Jeff. And that's unfortunate. Well, you know, both guys are former, and I use this loosely, world champions. If you want to consider ECW a legitimate world title, um, Matt Hardy being the lesser of the two, not really getting that shot to be a WWE champion or a world heavyweight champion. But, you know, something we could see in the future with this push that Matt Hardy's getting at this point. I'm sticking with my convictions on this. I think Matt Hardy goes over tonight just because they haven't resolved any contractual issues with, with Jeff Hardy. Well, I'm surprised that he didn't have the three tons of makeup on tonight to uh, Jeff Hardy tonight. I'm surprised he doesn't look like a fish this week. <laughs> like the last couple of weeks, he's looked like a damn fish. Like, I just want to go up and give him some guppy food, you know? Matt wants you get wearing... Breaks, dude. Jeez. Ma- Matt wants you get wearing the Adam Ant gimmick. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> Well, when it comes down to the ring, the goody two-shoes, we know it's exactly. it's in effect. Um, with that being said, we've run down the card, with the exception of Santina and Nikali Kiss Cam, which, wow. which is a debacle all in itself. I, I think that'll be when we're taking our next break. I think that, uh, I'm going to say this now, I think Santino comes clean tonight and avoids making out and dropping tongue with the great Kali. But when he comes clean tonight, Kali will be incensed, enraged, angered, if you will, and he will drop the hammer on Santino Morella. And everybody's in agreement. They're all shaking their We're heads. all nodding our heads on a radio and show. I'm, That's right. I was stunned in silence <laughs> listening to your prognostication because I can only hope for one thing with the whole Santina thing, and that after tonight, we might not have to be subjected to it ever again. Maybe. And, lucky. and there's another way. The I'm going to make out with the, the great Kali. It's not going to happen. I'm Santino Morel, the greatest of all the times. And the one eyebrow. I will not play tonsil hockey with the great Kali. Tonsil <laughs> hockey. <laughs> Did he actually say tonsil hockey? I think he might have. Wow. And, of course, <laughs> Santino coming from the Italian section of, of uh, Toronto, Ontario. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Yes. From the Middle East. Little Italy. Right. Of Canada. Middle East, Ontario. Got it. Well, guys, um, we uh, speculated on it last week, but we got some confirmation. WWE is going to be in Western Canada in the middle of August. Uh, Raw in Calgary, SmackDown ECW in Edmonton, and lots of house shows. And they could they Raw in Calgary? Yeah. Yes. I whatever. to hear anything about uh-huh. I've heard SmackDown in Edmonton. Raw in Calgary. <laughs> whatever, the sme- whatever the second Monday in August is, is uh, Raw in Calgary, SmackDown Are ECW. We- in Edmonton the night after, yeah. and w- they haven't been here to do something like this in about five years, so I'm really looking forward to uh, spending probably the whole week going to shows and uh, maybe checking out a couple of house shows and maybe getting a chance to talk to, uh, not on a microphone, of course, but uh, Tyson Kidd and Natalia, perhaps. It's possible. And if you guys didn't know this, TNA 
is doing his first ever Western Canadian tour coming up in June in these hotbeds of wrestling, Abbotsford, Kamloops, oh boy. and Penticton, British Columbia. Oh, God. Seriously. There's going to be about they're, 15 they're, people there. They're, right they're, well, no, not really. They're, 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 going to, um, they're going to Tacoma, Washington, and then they're coming up and doing Abbotsford at the, uh, uh, at the ASA Arena, which seats about uh, uh, 5,000 uh, people, and then they're going to uh, uh, Kamloops at the Riverside Arena, the home of the Kamloops Blazers, or the Western Hockey League. There should be a couple of thousand there, and then, uh, and then to Penticton. So it's, it's very interesting the way that uh, TNA has decided to debut with full house shows in Western Canada in some less than than large uh, uh, areas. Well, you know, I was kind of hoping that they would have a house show in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan, where Mick Foley would drop the title to Matt Morgan. Because Lord knows, the title never changes hands in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. No, not since a certain flair dropped a belt to a certain heart on a certain house show. Where t- TV cameras for Coliseum Video happen to be happen rolling. Happen to be there, yes. Yeah. But, um... Guys, let me ask you this. Please do. When Homicide came out to the ring last night, his yep. first appearance in, in Calgary, absolutely no reaction. Does that is that maybe one clue of many clues we'll have to discover to find out that maybe Western Canada is not a, a TNA audience like they might think it is? Well, I was shocked and appalled that the jobber didn't haul his ass to the show to go support his boy. His boy. Homicide. Exactly. A member of LAX. I mean, we're talking about the Latino nation, the jobber. Where the hell was he? Jobbing to somebody else I last guess. night, obviously. I mean, he must have been looking at the flat on his back looking at the ceiling last night. I don't well, know. Well, and, and, and if you looked at the crowd last night in the uh, Acadia Rec Center viewing uh, PWA's presentation of Apocalypse last night, it looked like to at least this wrestling journalist, Mark the Shark DiCarlo, that a lot of them couldn't afford basic cable, therefore not being able to watch Spike TV and TNA Wrestling on Channel 43 because none of their... Uh, Financial prospectuses would allow them to have any channel past Channel 12. Did you see the crowd? Did you see the crowd in the Acadia Rec Center last night? It, it, it looked like the outpatient ward. For, it looked like the outpatient ward from the mental institution. I kid you not. There was a couple of guys in flame, Calgary Flames jerseys trying to have an intelligent conversation with you and I, Double J. And you and I looked at each other, shook our heads, and uh, and walked away. I was able to avoid those guys. Dave, they were trying to talk to you. I know. He came up to me at halftime, and uh, he's like, like, the story is is that these guys think that we like talk to Harry Smith and T.J. Wilson and Natalia every day of the week, and that we know that Harry Smith is going to premiere. On we don't <laughs> on June fourteenth. I thought I did. Shit. On June fourteenth at eight oh three p.m. In, it was a big deal. In fuck, you shattered my dreams. In Chattanooga, Tennessee, and we just don't know it that well. So I, I basically give the guy about two. I, I literally say to the guy, I say, you get ten questions, and then I'm walking away because I know if, if I set that parameter, <laughs> he'll leave me alone for the rest of the night. I love He's like, it. You gave him ten. You That's idiot! Awesome. Give him two. Have you ever seen the movie Basketball? No, yes. I haven't actually. Okay, yeah. it's it's Matt Stone and Trey Parker, the guys who do uh, South Park, 
And they got this little friend that they call Little Bitch. And he's talking to him, and he's like, shut up, Little Bitch. And he's like, you dudes call me that 10 or 14 more times, and I'm out of here. 10 or 14. And that's exactly what that reminds me of. <laughs> yeah. I give him 10 questions, and then i got to walk away. <laughs> Well, I don't, little bitch. I don't want to disrespect the guy because I mean he's a he's a good fan, and I mean he's a fan of yours. Well, he's a fan of the sport, which is always a good thing. But like I said, um, where do you, when do you think Harry's going to premiere? I don't know. When pigs well, fly. When do you think he might premiere? I don't know. Anyway. That's one guy anyway, that none of you even know. Let, so. Let's move on. We're not gonna we're not gonna discuss <laughs> them. Let's talk about the show last night. Yeah. Before I, I update people uh, here on the pay per view, what's going on? As Matt Hardy had a had a vicious looking variation almost of a figure four to the ring post. It was a figure four around the ring post, but he was using his arms exactly. for leverage instead of his legs. A la Bret Hart. And it's been a very physical matchup as they've really they've they've really kept it pretty technical so yeah. far. As Jeff uh, asking, does he want to quit? He says no. Matt has now a full figure four leg lock on Jeff Hardy and in the middle of the ring, and uh, the referee is asking Jeff Hardy whether he wants to uh, quit, and he's not answering. I'm actually hoping that the finish of this match, Jeff Hardy gets knocked out, and they play a clip in the back with Jeff Hardy saying, <laughs> I quit! I quit! I quit! Or they could dub in. Because they've never done that before. They could they could dub in a certain somebody from Mania saying, I quit. There you go. JBL. That's true. That's true. <laughs> they got it on tape. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> that would be the ultimate screw job, eh? If, 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 if uh, Matt had somebody set up in the back to hit play. and <laughs> But anyways, that would be too but logical it, and too funny. It would, it, would be, uh, it would be something. But uh, moving on to the PWA show last night. Yes. Let, me, let me just start of fun. it off. A lot of fun. It was a lot of fun, and one of my favorite guys, every time I go to Stampede or PWA, <laughs> Slammer? has always been Dusty Adonis. Yes. I think Hollywood Dusty Adonis has more talent than half the guys in the province of Alberta. And I'm just going to say this now. Uh, Dusty Adonis does this gimmick now where he, he mimics other wrestlers. He's been, he's been Dusty Angle. He's been... Um, He's been CM Madonna's. You know, he's been all these different characters, right? A la Charlie Haas in WWE. Exactly. Yes. He, he, was, he was doing this before Charlie Haas yes. started this gimmick. Um, let's be fair about that. Yes. But last night, he brought out one that I was not expecting. And I got to admit, when the music hit, I marked out just a little bit. You did. I did. Yes. I felt like a five-year-old kid. Ladies and gentlemen, last night, Dusty Adonis dusted it off, brought it out, the ultimate Adonis, and complete it, with the ultimate warrior music, running to the ring, gear, tassels, Everything. logos, hair, yellow and purple. Yes, ultimate warrior uh, logo. Man, it was funny. He comes out to the ring after he does his, you know, victory pose and doing all the pumping, and then he starts. He like hunches over and starts taking deep breaths. <laughs> Uh, just, just a wonderful match he had with, um, with the mysterious M. Uh, he actually finished it off with a gorilla press and did the warrior splash. Uh, match that lasted about ten minutes and it was full of some really fun spots. And I, I have to say that's probably my favorite impersonation for Hollywood Dusty Adonis, and, the and, Ultimate Adonis. And M's a, a hell of a worker. Yeah, he is. He really is, and I really hate his new gimmick, but whatever. <laughs> uh, 
The only thing that would have put that match over even more would have been had he got on the microphone and cut a Warrior promo. And he could do it. He could do it. Yeah. I, I could just see him. So I lay in the lawn and let the lawnmowers mow me down. Yeah. Classic. I could see that. But uh, other than that, I thought that match was great. And uh, he did win, of course, with the Warrior Splash. Very, very fun night. And then right after that was the <coughs> the ten man elimination tag. Yes, which was uh, oh. very interesting in itself, and uh, none other than one of your former proteges, uh, Pistol Pete Wilson, uh, survived um, the match and, and and went over. And it was uh, it was a lot of fun. There was uh, there were some workers in the match like Slammer and like the artist formerly known as Lucas Drago, and now yeah. just is it Drago or Drago? Yeah, Drago. Drago. Um, and and uh, none other than one of my new favorite independent wrestlers, Alex Plexus. Yes. Plexus is unbelievable. And if they ever let any of the workers cut a promo ever again in PWA, <laughs> I, I vote right now for Alex Plexus to have a promo because that kid is absolutely hilarious. You know what? I see Alex Plexus. I, th- I think he has, <coughs> he has improved immensely in the three years that I have been here in Alberta. Um, he has vastly improved. i got to give him credit on that. But when I see Alex Plexus, I just want to buy the kid a pizza. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. Put some weight on. I mean, seriously. The, guy, the kid has uh, the six-pack abs, so he always gets uh, chastised by the crowd saying, eat a hot dog because... He he can't seem he, to put on weight or he's uh, some kind of skinny. Oh yeah, he, he reminds me of somebody you know, uh, uh, Hot Shot Johnny Devine's original tag team partner in these neck of the woods, Greg Pistol Pollock. Absolutely, and, yes. uh, uh, tough, a tough, tough guy. Yeah, he he really was. He, a lot a lot of people thought that uh, that Pollock uh, was the second coming of the Dynamite Kid, but uh, Alex Plexus is very entertaining and a a very well schooled, competent wrestler that the fans absolutely. Love to hate. Well, let's face it. He doesn't do the uh, audience any favors when he brings out the oil and rubs down his abs <laughs> and wears the half shirt. Funny but, shit. Uh, Funny shit. Matt Hardy was uh, was tapping out, but of course he can't uh, tap out to lose this well, match. You got to say I quit. Isn't that quitting? If technically, you're tapping, is that not quitting? That's right. You have to say the uh, apparently you have to say the words I quit. Yeah. yeah. I. You know what? Uh, again, Alex Plexus, damn good wrestler. Oh, yeah. Vastly improved. Jeff Hardy goes for the twist of fate, and Matt counters out of it. And if you're uh, you're in Vancouver, mm-hmm. check out uh, ECCW Extremely Can- Extreme Canadian Championship Wrestling. Uh, Plexus and a lot of the guys from Alberta are there uh, at least once a month. So uh, if you're in that Vancouver, Seattle area, come up and uh, check out ECCW. Now, one of the matches last night that was ultimately, I have to say, one of the sickest events... I think I've ever seen in yeah. in my history in professional wrestling was the tag team ladder match for the uh, PWA Tag Team Championship. Between? Between uh, the Young Lions, formerly known as Rage here in, in Calgary, <coughs> um, Chucky Blaze and Brandon Van Danielson, defending against Super Wild, the team of Mateus Wild and Superfly Dandy Dan Myers. Uh the match was just sick and twisted and brutal. And let's just say that of the four guys, quite a few of them 
had quite the hospital visit last night. You want to tell me what you told me earlier as well, far as the damage was concerned? The damage was rampant, and apparently, and, and I'm, I, I was shocked when when Chucky Blaze scaled one of three ladders, the tallest ladder, to get the um, one of two PWA tag team belts that were suspended high above the ring, and um, <clears throat> Superfly Dandy Dan tipped the ladder and. Um, Chucky Blaze luckily caught just a piece of the top rope before bumping on the cement floor. And trust me when I say, guys, it was the cement floor. There was no padding at all. And I thought that, that Chucky was dead. Um, he didn't get up for a while. And uh, by this time, he was bleeding like the proverbial stuffed pig. As my <laughs> wife likes to call yes, it. Yes, as your wife likes pig. to call it. We all know it's a stuck pig. But... Uh, we let Harmony have her way. And then from that, he he attained 12 stitches in his head. And then later on, there was a spot whereby he got waffle, he waffled Superfly Dandy Dan in the back of the head. And lo and behold, the Superfly has 12 staples in the back of his head as, as well as 15 stitches. He actually took a chunk out of the back of Dan's head with that ladder. Yep. It was just... A sick and twisted match. Um, it, it's just amazing to me that, that nobody sustained any uh, more long-standing uh, injuries. But certainly the the best, bar none, non-televised, non-WWE pay-per-view or, or house show um, ladder match I have absolutely ever seen. The crowd was beside themselves uh, and just in a frenzy. And uh, hats off to uh, the teams of Super Wild and, uh, and uh, Chucky Blaze and, and, and uh, Brandon Van Danielson for that match last night. Unbelievable. Um, <clears throat> back to what's going on in the pay-per-view. We've got Jeff Hardy has Matt Hardy thrown on a table right now. He has duct tape, and he is duct taping the legs of Matt Hardy. Pull, pulling a maneuver out of your, your wife's closet of bondage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As, as now he is... And she's not in the room right now. He yeah. is duct taping the hands of Matt Hardy. I'm not really sure what he's got, but it looks like he grabbed some cables from under the ring. He's definitely got some, uh, some serious vindictive and damaging he things. Should, well, I think he should have uh, duct taped his, his head to the table as well, except I think that this is what the rope that uh, that uh, Jeff took out from under the ring is is all about, but they're going to do some sick and twisted spot. Yeah, this is a long <laughs> right build-up for a hell, of a, mom- uh, a hell yeah. of a moment that we're expecting to see right this now. I like the build-up here. But uh, the crowd doesn't know how to react here in Providence, Rhode Island, but I, I don't... Well, yeah, Foley and Rock with the uh, the handcuff as uh, the Rock handcuffed Mick Foley, so he couldn't uh, he couldn't compete, and obviously got all those chair shots to the head as as payment. I see a sick ass swanton coming. Mick Foley's probably got a badass headache this week when he took the twenty five big ones in his face. Absolutely does, but hey, he's smiling because. He's not smiling, Bob, but oh, he's smiling. we got a ladder. Uh-oh. Have the TNA World Heavyweight Championship. That's right. As Jeff Hardy goes under the ring and pulls out a huge ladder from underneath. I smell a huge ass swanton coming on. Of course, highlight of the night also, uh, 
despite the carnage that we saw in the tag team ladder match for the PWA championship, um, highlight of the night for me was watching Homicide and T-Bone who put on a, about a 15-20 minute match. Great match. Yeah, and a very back and forth match. And I got uh, to talk to Homicide for about 5 or 10 minutes after uh, the event. Both him and uh, AJ Styles, I mean, I've, I've been in the same venue with AJ about four or five times now, but Homicide, absolute class act, and he gave uh, the local guy, uh, in both nights, Chucky on Friday and, and T-Bone on Saturday, quite a 50-50 match. Anyway, like I was saying, um, great match between those two, 10-15 minutes, and, uh, you know, Homicide putting T-Bone over, but ultimately getting the win with the... Oh. Matt Hardy trying to snake his way out as he's saying, I love you, Jeff. I apologize. I'm sorry. Please don't hurt me, man. But he's saying everything but I quit. Oh, the brothers is the strongest bond. Yeah, I said that to my brother before I kicked him down the stairs that one time. (laughs) I love having a younger brother. Wait a minute. I'm having a flashback. Isn't this the same speech? Did he... Tried to keep Lita before she buggered off and went and slept with Edge. <laughs> I think Probably. So. Yeah. I think that's exactly it. Oh, yeah. He's oh, mom God. Card. Mom's looking down the on The dead mom heaven. gimmick. The dead mom gimmick. <laughs> that's the funniest thing Dave's ever said. And he's never said really that many funny things. Love that's my foot in your ass. Swanton. Jump. Take the swanton. It's not going to hurt. Come on. Oh, Matt quits before he can hit the move. And now Jeff. Jump, Jeff, jump. And wow. as he gets off that table, he's going to beat the... Oh, and he, he, he does it anyway. But he does like a double leg drop, or a, I guess a butt drop. A uh, butt drop for... Wow. That's an interesting finish to an I Quit match. Obviously, uh, two most I Quit uh, memorable I Quit matches, obviously Rock Foley and Funk Flair... Shark, what do you think of this finish? I think it absolutely sucked. I'm, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna echo that sentiment. I thought this was this the by far a really bad finish to a match that I thought was going really well. Um, honestly, Jeff Hardy should have hit the Swanton and just punished him some more. I, I think it's a shitty ending to what was a good match, but leave it to WWE to fuck up a finish. So. Is he going to untime? Is he going to untime, and everything's going to be okay? So I'm one for four. Probably not. Wow! Yeah, the prediction game is uh, not going very, very well tonight. Two for four for the shark, Dave. You're one for four. Uh, yeah, I had I had Jeff tonight, so uh, that's my first win of the evening. I am confident by the end of the night I will be redeemed, and my predictions will will take me over the top, and I will be the man to call all the shots tonight. You watch, I will be right. Well. Dave, you want to enlighten us as to what matches are still coming up? Well, we got Cena versus Edge and the six-man uh, tag for the uh, WWE Championship. Two matches, left. two matches in an hour and 30 minutes. And the Kali Tongue-Off. Kali wants to play tonsil hockey with Santino Morella. Love the tonsil hockey phrase. That's great. As the man love triad gets uh, <laughs> gets interviewed Again, here. Again, he's fighting your your going to use the man love triad. I was just about to say. Give props to the I'm man in the chat. Absolutely, Andy Knowles. Andy Knowles came up with the name the man love triad, and I was just about to say that. But uh, right, he was absolutely Randy Orton getting interviewed right now. In fact, 
But with that being said, I think it's time we take our second commercial break of the night. Yes. Finished eating my pizza, which is friggin' cold, you bastards. <laughs> Somebody's got to carry this show. Well, that being said, stay tuned to Sunday Night Showdown. Let's have a sore back for carrying the show. I do. All right, but take a break, damn it. Fuckers. I feel like John Cena with the big show and fucking Edge on my back. Oh, man. Well, that being said, ladies and gentlemen. Except Dave and I weigh a lot more than those two rat bastards. That's fucking true. Well, that being said, ladies and gentlemen, stay tuned to continuing coverage of Backlash right here on Sunday Night Showdown. We'll be right back after this. I'm Mr. T, and this is my Night Elf Mohawk. Scott, T, there's no such thing as a Night Elf Mohawk. Shut up, fool! Like I was saying, my Mohawk storms through mighty forests on his frost saber. My Mohawk... T, it's a warrior, not a Mohawk. Well, maybe Mr. T hacked the game and created a Mohawk class. Maybe Mr. T is pretty handy with computers. Had that occurred to you, Mr. Condescending Director? I'm Mr. T, and I'm a Night Elf Mohawk. What's your game? World of Warcraft. Try it for free at Warcraft.com. My name is Brad, and I'm a human rogue. I was put on this very earth to defend Azeroth of all of its evil. There's nothing that the enemy can do that will stop me from completing my mission and becoming the best rogue. My name is Brad, and I'm a human rogue. What's your game? World of Warcraft. Try it for free at Warcraft.com. Rated T for Team. Tonight's tag team partners, Triple H and John Cena. Seriously? I can't decide. Create the ultimate tag team with WWE SmackDown vs. Raw 2009. Introducing all new tag team gameplay with high impact double team moves, bone crushing tag team finishers, and the first ever multiplayer tag team storyline. Plus, create your own superstar and design your own finishing moves. SmackDown vs. Raw 2009. Alone your grace. Together, you're unstoppable. Wait. Whoa. We're good. This works. Rated T14. A TNA game? You want some of this? Bring it. All the moves, all the wrestlers, all the action that only TNA Impact can provide. We'll take it. Yeah. DNA Impact, acting on fire, wrestling so real you feel pain. In the Ring of Honor, only champions survive. Meet Nigel McGinnis. He's arrogant, cocky, and disrespectful. Welcome to the playground of pain. Made in England, crowned in America. I am the Ring of Honor world champion, which makes me the guy to beat. Feel my wrath. Ring of Honor Wrestling. Premieres Saturday night, 8 Eastern on HDNet. It's on! To get this and other great HDNet programming, call your cable or satellite provider and ask for HDNet. 
He's the most legendary name in professional wrestling. And now, he's teaming up with Ring of Honor and HDNet. Hey, this is the Nature Boy Ric Flair, 16 times your world champion, custom-made from head to toe. The greatest wrestler that ever lived, telling you to watch Ring of Honor on HDNet. It's second to none. Woo! Ring of Honor Wrestling, Saturday nights, 8 Eastern on HDNet. And welcome, ladies and gentlemen, back to uh, Sunday Night Showdown. Um, unfortunately, I'd like to say we're at a good point in the pay-per-view, but Santina Morella and the great colleague are standing in the ring right now. It's Santina professes that she's not who she says she is, that she has she has a boyfriend and she can't kiss the great colleague. Are you kidding me? And Kali right now wants to know who. Arn Anderson. Speculation is running rampant. Who ja- could it be? Jack Swagger. Could it be Pat Patterson? It could be. It's JR. JR. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, shocker of the night. JR has just been named as the boyfriend. Or, yeah, the boyfriend of Santino. Santino Morella. Oh boy! Well, like I said, uh, Power was saying he doesn't can't remember much anything worse than this. I'll tell you. Well, you know what, what was worse than this was the whole uh, fight for uh, fight for the right when it came to um, ODB last week and Cody Deaner and all that fun fun stuff. You ever been eaten by a shark? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you talking to my wife? She's in Victoria. She's not even here. How dare you? Oh yeah, I forgot we have a shark in the room. Jesus. <laughs> Have you ever used that line on anybody? I just got to know. you ever been eaten by a shark? I can see you doing that shit. Yeah, I know, I know. I know you too well. Yeah, I got a slap in the face from Mr. Shark when I once said that. I bet you did. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but look at Santina, unlike Santino, has two eyebrows. Unbelievable. <laughs> but they have the same tattoos. That's the strange thing. Well, you missed it while you were away. JR was just named as the boyfriend of Santina Morella. The boyfriend, the of, boyfriend. of Santina. <laughs> Pro- oh, prove no. your love for Hon, JR Hon. by him right There's now. the bus with JR oh. under it. They just <laughs> JR to the bus. Yeah. Under the bus, yeah. Oh my god. This is that's actually quite comical, but I feel bad. Well, just oh, I feel boy. bad for JR, but I, I'm having a bit of a flashback to the. Uh, Kiss my ass gimmick with Vince. Well, we got an hour. If given the, the not the choice, if you had to, if you were told you had to either kiss Santina on the lips or Vince on the ass, Dave, what would you pick? Uh, you wanted to be on the show. <laughs> yeah, and this is the way you, the, the way you bring it. me back. That's it, the shark's uh, revenge. Sh- oh, God, what a horrible... Oh, what a horrible God. choice, eh? All right, all right, you don't have to oh, pick. Oh, thank God. You don't have oh. to pick. The hell he don't. you got to pick. <laughs> <laughs> I well, here's this motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> here comes Beth Phoenix and Rosa Mendez. I'd rather kiss Phoenix's ass. <laughs> well, there's always a reason why people enjoyed this pink face from Tori Wilson. That's right. Because she always rubbed her... Well, she always rubbed her kazif in their faces. A kazif? Kazif. 
And who's the uh, the whore be- behind Phoenix? Rosa. Oh God. Rosa Mendez. <laughs> Rosa graduated Mendes. from the FCW. The FCW uh, graduating. Good school. Great rest. Great rest. Our guests agree. Absolutely. It's got great rest. Between Jr. and Santina. Oh boy! You know what? I I would expect when I look at the uh, at the faraway camera to see a lot of people going up to the concession stands, but I'm not seeing it. I'm shocked. And, and what is the great Kali's manager? What is the great Kali's manager's name? Runjan Singh. Runjan. Runjan. Okay. All right. I think it's, it's Runyon or Runjan or whatever. All right. I'm sure he's not any relation to Tiger Ali Singh. Or Tiger. Um, Tiger. He looks like Tiger. Does he? Yes. Except for Oh, Tiger. boy. Yeah. Beth Phoenix is really going on this whole heel turn here. I'm pretty. <laughs> can, can we please end this? We gotta Get on with button. the tonsil hockey, damn it. He still has a smile on his face because he still has no idea what she said. Wow. Right. No, Gunjeep is uh, is interpreting. Gunjeep. <laughs> okay. What well, the hell is his name again? Runjin. Runjin. Okay. You know what? This is. I think this is about the time that I, I kind of want to go on other things. And, and oh. It gives her the big fist to the top of the noggin. Oh, he just hit Beth Phoenix. Wow. And she's busy. I thought the office wasn't going to be doing this anymore. Obviously not. And Santina gets a victory over Beth Phoenix. And that's and a dance I don't ever want to with, again. With the, with and we'll pink, probably be choking Dave, did you see here. the pink Converse? I, oh, God. <laughs> look, at, look at those things. And we'll probably be choke slammed here with, uh, within about 40 minutes. So, so now Santina seconds. gets to kiss JR? I hope not. You know what? I don't really care at this point. Let's All right. Move on. <laughs> Let's move on. Yeah, something else is going on right now. My God. My eyes are That's blinded. enough for the gigolo. Okay. Let's talk about the news of the week. I mean... The news that was news that in the was. world of professional sports entertainment slash wrestling. First of all, I want to say congratulations are in order for James Laurinaitis, the son of Joe Laurinaitis. Yes. Played Road Warrior Animal. One of the most dominant tag teams... Professional, rest, professional wrestling history. History, yeah. Good. As James Laurinaitis was drafted to the St. Louis Rams. Right. Number 35 in the, in the, at the beginning of the round. second round. Yep, yep. I, wa- I watched the entire NFL draft, first two rounds yesterday on ESPN, and uh, um, Joe is very, very excited to be drafted to uh, the St. Louis Rams. Although I don't know why they're a horrible team, but. It certainly will be a, a good spot for him to uh, start his pro wrestling career. Let's not comment on the upper no. toe show of Santina. No, no, no. Did he just do what I think he just did? He, he just stripped the bra off of Santino Morella and then sniffed it. I mean... He did. Moving on. Yes. Back to the news of the week. So, yeah, congratulations are in order. I think that uh, everything I've heard about James Laurinaitis, he's, he's a fantastic athlete, and I wish him well as part of the St. Louis Rams, and I, I look for... Great things for him, and I know his dad's excited. And you know, yeah, he's a beast at Ohio State. Absolutely, I'm surprised he didn't go a little bit higher in the draft. Obviously, that would tell you that the teams needed something different right away with their first round pick. But uh, yeah, he is an absolute beast. Um, a little bit of TNA news coming at you. The uh, 
they have re-signed uh, Jay Lethal to a contract, and uh, they also signed the Amazing Red, a former exhibition wrestler, right. to the company, and uh, who was there at the beginning when TNA first started. Absolutely yeah. was, and I think the speculation was that they were going to put the Amazing Red. And a guy they thought was going to be debuting with the company, uh, Paul London, in a tag team together. And apparently Paul London is dragging his feet or taking his sweet time on things and probably burned a bridge with TNA, which doesn't leave him many places to go. I, I don't understand the ego of Paul London. I mean, he's a fantastic worker. But the fact that you, you blow the WWE off, you get fired from them, you burn your bridges with them. TNA wants Permanently. To yeah. And then you're, you're burning your bridges with them. I mean, where else do you have to go other than Japan or the Indies? I mean, stupid move. Paul London, get your head out of your ass. He, he has had a history. What you want to do in your career. Jigolo, he has had a history of uh, making some bad business decisions, um, certainly the first of which is when, it, when he was in Ring of Honor, um, sort of screwed over Pro Wrestling Guerrilla in, in California and didn't give them any notice I that, remember he, that, that yeah. he wasn't going to um, continue along with his bookings that week, and then all of a sudden showed up on the ROH uh, uh, show, I believe it was uh, that week in Cleveland, and uh, yeah, I, I don't know what this guy is thinking. Um, he certainly didn't make enough money in either Ring of Honor or WWE to not have to worry about making a penny uh, for the rest of his life, but uh, I really uh, can't, can't imagine what, what he's up to, but Speaking of TNA news, did you notice that after a certain former WWE uh, tag team specialist was seen at Cauliflower Alley with uh, One Dirty Bitch, ODB, uh, and Sojourner Bolt, Sojo Bolt, Bolt, if you will, that all of a sudden, when this last week on Impact, when Showtime Eric Young was pleading with with uh, Jeff Jarrett to have a shot, any kind of shot, against anybody, <laughs> claiming that he was one of the originals, that in fact, Jarrett threw him into a tag team with none other than the debuting outlaw Jonathan Holliday, better known as Trevor Murdoch. Now, there, there, there was a little bit of a story behind that, because Trevor Murdoch's tag team partner in WWE for a long time, Lance Cade, Lance Cade, who has been doing color commentary and wrestling once in a while on, uh, on NWA uh, broadcasts on the Colors Network, apparently was signed by TNA, but missed his flight coming out of Los Angeles, and at the last moment, Jarrett threw Eric Young in with the outlaw Jonathan Holliday. And I can't believe they've given him that name, but... Uh, um, well, it's better than Stand Up, which he had... Sta I love the, first, the whole uh, Dup thing. Three or four months of... Uh, you didn't the like the whole DNA. Dup gimmick? The Dup gimmick was okay. Um, was Jethro Holiday. Jethro Pardon me, Holiday, Jethro yeah. Holiday, yes. yeah. Yeah, the yes. Dup gimmick was, was good. I mean, I remember Jethro on the old show... Jethro from the uh, Beverly Hillbillies. Yeah. Yeah. I remember on the old show, we, we came up with... Every the band. Yes. Every Dup name you could ever think of. Not, Stand not a, up. Not a guy in the band. The band. There was, ne there was never, little known facts, <laughs> rock and roll history, there was never a guy called Jethro Tull. That was simply the name of the band. Anyways, you see yeah. the shit you learn here on Sunday Night Showdown? Absolutely. But you can't take anywhere. <laughs> exactly, or can't sell to anyone. But, oh, now your favorite ring announcer... As Lillian long as Garcia. To look at, but she sounds like shit on a microphone. No, as I long know. as it's not the other guy, as 
no matter who it is, as long as it's not uh, whatever is R- Ricky Roberts or whatever his name was. Justin Hawk Roberts. But Justin what's your Hawk Roberts. That's it. What's your perspective, um, Gigolo, on... I'm not going to call you Double J anymore. It's just going to go with the Mick Foley Gigolo thing. Well, but you well, can't call me Gigolo. I'm a married man. No, it's still you can live, li- live the gimmick. Live the gimmick. Whatever. You're not married on this you show. Resurrecting a thirty. That, that's it. That's it. But what's your whole perspective on on the outlaw Jethro Holiday, the ex Trevor Murdoch, now in TNA wrestling? Um, you know what? I think it's good to see him in TNA. I. I'm actually a fan of his work, and, and I have worked with him before. Right. Uh, just prior to his, his debut in 19, or excuse me, uh, 2005 with WWE, I worked a show called Spring Slam in Oklahoma City, uh, which featured Al Snow, and he took on a guy going by the moniker of Trevor Rhodes. Uh, this guy, of course, turned out to be Trevor Murdoch later on. He actually had the okay from the Rhodes family to use the name Rhodes, and uh he actually, I mean, he looks like a member of the Rhodes family, but he also looks like a Murdoch. He, he so, looks like the son of Dirty Dick Murdoch. He really does. Honestly, I, I kind of felt like maybe they should have went back to the Rhodes uh, gimmick for him, since obviously Murdoch was a name given to him by the WWE, uh, and I think it would have been fine as Trevor Rhodes. I, I don't see any gimmick infringement that could be could be assessed against him. Jethro's an okay name, sure, why not, but... Um, I don't know. I'm not keen on Jethro Holiday as a name. The outlaw Jethro Holiday, I'm not keen on. But I think he's going to do well in TNA. He's, he's a great tag team specialist. And honestly, I, I'm hoping they bring in Lance Cade for him. And, and you, well, apparently that, that in fact, will happen uh, during the next set of TNA tapings at the Impact Zone. Starting at Universal tomorrow night. Studios in, in Orlando, Florida. Uh, and and it's, it's good to see, and I don't have generally too many compliments for TNA, but it's good to see... That, that post-lockdown, when now the 22-time World Tag Team Champions, Team 3D, uh, are part of the tag team push in TNA wrestling, and certainly we don't have too much tag team wrestling, uh, good tag team wrestling, or tag team wrestling of any kind going on uh, on either Raw, SmackDown, or ECW, unless it's a, uh, unless it's a gimmick match. Well, exactly, and I mean, uh, Team 3D came out on Impact this week and said we want to encourage the division we want to uh, promote more tag team wrestling, we want some actual competition to, to face, so they introduced this eight team uh, tournament that will be co- going on uh, at Impact for, for the rest of the month. Right, and it should be very interesting and uh, I, re- I very simply, Dave, think it's a, uh, a scenario whereby at the end of it, you'll have the rematch from lockdown between yeah. Team 3D and beer money, and uh, you know, or, or maybe not. Maybe maybe they're going to push Cade uh, and Murdoch. We don't know. But right. uh, well, going I, over I'm our predictions for for this match, you predicted uh, Randy Orton. Randy Orton. You with predicted a... Randy Orton. You predicted. Did you Triple H? Wow. You know, basically, let's flip a coin. Shark, flip a coin. I'm going to go with uh, with Mrs. Jackson and go with Triple H. But you know what? The whole the whole rest of the planet, the whole rest of the planet uh, is going with Randy Orton. Well, I'm sticking with my prediction. It's, it's Are those happen. pictures of the post-lockdown party here at uh, Casa de Jackson? No, actually. But, uh, 
The post-lockdown party. Anyway, back to the match. Yeah, I'm, I'm going Randy Orton all the way, but uh, back to the news of the week. Um, WWE made some cuts this week, believe it or not. Really? And guess who got the axe? You'll never guess in a million years. I wouldn't. You won't. Okay, go ahead. Well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, a man who was making $2,000 a month on a WWE contract uh, finally got nixed. And, and when I tell you the name, you're going to think, why wasn't he nixed a long time ago? Superstar Billy Graham. He was making two grand a month from World Wrestling Entertainment. With, as a consultant or something. Really? I don't know what he was. Wow. But because uh, I've noticed on the internet lately that... Uh, the superstar is signed to do a lot of uh, um, trivia and 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 legend shows over the next couple of months. So maybe that's why. It's possible, but um, yeah, he was released from the company, so he'll no longer be making two thousand dollars a month. And you know, I don't know if, if that's going to hurt Billy Graham or not. I mean, obviously he had some problems back in the day, and I don't know if he saved up any money. But uh, no, and that's the reason they were giving him the money. But, uh, but, you know, again, when you look at the history between Vince McMahon and superstar Billy Graham, I mean, he lied and said some stuff about Vince that, you know, kind of burned his butt on. So he was lucky to be employed for as long as he was. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, if, if you removed everybody from WWE history that said disparaging remarks about – if you removed everybody – Double J from WWE history that said anything bad about Vincent Kennedy McMahon, I hasten to say there wouldn't be a WWE Hall of Fame. That's true. Guys, I got to tell you, um, black trunks and black boots, is that uh, more of the man love triad togetherness or just a horrible coincidence? Well, I would like to say that the man love triad is a cohesive unit, obviously. How long are they going to be a cohesive unit? That's another thing I wanted to talk about as... uh, Ted DiBiase was quoted, Ted DiBiase Sr. was quoted recently talking about at a recent uh, autograph signing that come uh, September or November, whenever the Marine 2 comes out, that there's a possible face turn in the works for Ted DiBiase Jr. Really? Now, obviously, if that happens, then he's going to be kicked straight out of the Man Love Triad. Are we going to have a replacement? Or is Legacy done at that point? Or is it just idle speculation that Ted DiBiase Sr. is given fans, I mean, we don't know, but you got to think, if, if they're going to promote the Marine 2 with Ted DiBiase Jr., then yeah, they would probably try to make him a face, so... Well, you would think so. How? Why would you want to promote a, uh, a hated heel from the biggest heel faction in the company right now, and, and try to push him believably on a non-wrestling audience, and uh, I, I don't know, I, I don't buy the whole Ted DiBiase Jr., uh, babyface turn right now. He can barely cut a promo as a viable heel, and, and certainly your your promo skills have to be a lot better yeah. to be a viable babyface. But you know what? I'll tell you something, guys. Um, there is only one set of tag titles right now. I would put the tag team belts on Legacy no question. immediately. Because right now, it's it's Orton and two jobbers who are the sons of Hall of Famers. And right now, that's... Uh, who are getting trounced every single week as uh, Randy Orton and Triple H wrestled to the back, and it's now two versus two at this point. Actually, hold on. You're, you're inaccurate on that. You said Orton and a couple of uh, jobbers whose fathers are Hall of Famers. Ted DiBiase Sr. has not been inducted into well, the Hall of Fame as of yet. Correct. Well, that's, that's true. 
Have a pizza. Yeah. Maybe I'll finish my pizza. But um, you know what? Ustreamer17592. Not a bad idea here. That's a great point here. One that I didn't think of. Orton could win tonight, obviously. And CM Punk could cash in money in the bank and go after the WWE Championship. Ooh, I'd like to see that match. like to see that match. Well, let's face it. I thought this was going to be the main event, but uh, I did because it's the he WWE did. Championship. Yeah. It usually is. Yeah. Well, I, I think that the, uh, the matchup, and I hadn't even thought about it, but certainly a, a CM Punk-Randy Orton uh, program would be a lot of fun. Absolutely. Well, Punk's on SmackDown, so I guess if that was to come true, that Punk would win this match, take the belt to SmackDown, which would mean that Cena would win over Edge and take that belt to Raw. Correct. So yeah, Chaos Seven Six Five Twenty Two actually makes a good point. It's the Marine Two. Yeah. Does it matter if he's heel or face? Well, it kind of does. When it does. A movie, sure, it does. Got to have him face, and and let's let's face it. I mean. Obviously, it's not John Cena, but it is Ted DiBiase Jr. I mean, you have to promote him face. Yeah. But then again, I, I'm surprised this movie's not going to go straight to VHS. Or straight to hell. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they're not even going to put it on DVD. No. Straight to VHS. VHS. That might be 12 rounds, by the way. I actually heard news last week that the distributor of uh, 12 rounds has actually gone under and been swallowed up back by uh, 20th Century Fox. So, um, Which, who does not like Vince McMahon at all? You think? Also in the news this week, uh, there's rumors running rampant that Warner Brothers, the movie studio, right. has interest in buying Midway, ah. which, is, which is on the verge of bankruptcy. And as most of you know, Midway is the um, distributor of TNA, the video game. Right. And possibly they're working on the sequel right now. So TNA, the video game, Impact 2, if if Warner Brothers buys, might actually have a chance of making it to the market this year. But I was just thinking, what a great idea that is for Warner Brothers to buy it, because then I could buy downloadable content of, like, Daffy Duck. And it's <laughs> funny, because let's face it, damn it, if I want to play a TNA game, I want to kick the shit out of somebody with Daffy fucking Duck. <laughs> Are you Okay. Jack Daniels, please. Oh, boy. Or I'm going I'm to lay the smack down on Bugs Bunny with Daffy <laughs> Duck. Because, damn it, Daffy never got his desserts in that no. in Warner Brothers cartoon. No, and, and you want to see a match between uh, the Roadrunner and Wiley Absolutely. Yes, with Bugs Bunny. I want to see I want to see the Roadrunner kick the shit out of the Coyote. Or maybe, maybe for once the Coyote pulls a Canadian Destroyer out of the hat <laughs> and kills the fucking Roadrunner. Finally puts the Roadrunner out of his misery. I'm telling you, Warner Brothers. A Canadian destroyer. A a Canadian destroyer off of a cliff. And then you can have Porky Pig on a a, a TNA game. That's all, folks. And then Ted Hart shows up and smokes everyone. Did you just say that? No, I. That's why. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's about five years old, so I'm not going to pull that shit anymore. No, I I do find it interesting. would actually be kind of hilarious if they, if they and good and good for for TNA's gaming uh, crowd. Well, but sure, you got to look at the facts. I mean, the founder of Midway sold his stock for a hundred thousand dollars wow. to get out of because he wanted out. Like, right? That's how bad that ship is sinking. So, obviously, Warner Brothers, lots of money. They could do some things with it, and uh, 
If TNA is going to survive as far as video games are concerned, that's their best bet. Otherwise, Midway is done. It's done. Guys, I want to just close out last night's PWA Apocalypse show here in Calgary, Alberta, Canada, last night by making two references to um, a couple of great matches. And that was, of course, the... Uh, uh, the Ravenous won Randy Myers' match against the phenomenal one, AJ Styles. For what it was, I thought it was very entertaining, and I, I felt as though um, Styles had a bit of a, a problem wrestling um, Randy Myers, but all in all, it was an entertaining match. The uh, uh, For sure, the, uh, the homicide uh, and match against the new PWA Cruiserweight champion, T-Bone, was, was second and unbutton. I found that the, the match between the current and reigning PWA heavyweight champion, uh, Gamma Singh Jr., and one of your old students of the game, Sex Appeal Chris Steele, was, was strange, to say the least. Uh, Gamma Singh Jr., with the help of his uh, uh, Karachi vice mate, Tiger Raj Singh, retained the PWA heavyweight championship, and I hasten to say that that feud is far from done, and uh, um, I, I, I hasten to say that uh, AJ Styles will see in these territory, this territory once again in the not-too-distant future. No, I, um, I would agree with that. I thought that, that AJ and Ravenous Randy was, was a fantastic match. I was very proud of the effort that both of them put in. Ravenous Randy, uh, a guy who in the last three years has, has really worked at who's who in the wrestling business yep. here in Alberta. I mean, from the Honky Tonk Man to Tatanka, Christopher Daniels. Uh, Curry Man. Curry, yeah, Curry Man, obviously. DJ Styles. I mean, you got to give it to Randy Myers. I, I think that he's the next guy in this province to really make a name for himself and possibly go somewhere someday. Well, and, and certainly with the way that the, the current state of pro wrestling is, he's shown everybody that regardless of his rock-to-hawk gimmick with his less-than-stellar uh, <laughs> hawk hairdo, he needs a little bit more hairspray in that thing. Like, there was a guy sitting ringside last night that had a red mohawk that looked way better than Randy's. So maybe Randy needs to see that guy for some Mohawk uh, 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 expertise, but Randy Myers is a, is a world-class wrestler that hopefully one day he'll get a shot, um, at least in, in Florida Championship Wrestling, and a lot of his uh, friends are, are, are there right now, and uh, we'll have to see what Randy... How Randy's career unfolds from this point on. But guys, I got to tell you, um, I think this le this uh, leads to the idea that double heel matches never, ever, ever work. The crowd was basically confused last night, especially when Tiger Raj Singh came in to uh, well to basically cost Chris Steele the match, and there was some. Uh, uh, bantering back and forth at ringside. I don't think Gamma Singh Jr. liked Tiger Raj interfering at all, and and that might be the the tip off on a continue or a, on a on the start of a split program between the two current members of the Karachi Vice. Uh, before I get into that conversation, I just want to kind of give everybody an update on what's going on right now with the uh, six uh, the uh, the six man challenge, I guess, for the WWE Championship is the Man Love Triad working very fluidly. Uh, both, well, all three guys, DiBiase, Orton, 
and Rhodes just working great on Batista, yep. not allowing him to, to get the tag to either Shane or uh, Triple H. But uh, as far as I know somebody in the, in the chat wanted to know what PWA was. Was it, was it a Canadian thing? It's actually the Prairie Wrestling Alliance out of Edmonton, Alberta. And actually, this past weekend was their eighth anniversary that they've been in business. And uh, ever since Stampede closed shop about a year ago, they've just started to run here in Calgary as well every month. So it's kind of a big deal. It's the only and, wrestling we have. And, and doing very, very well. And they've been drawing very, very well. And uh, hats off to the to the promoters of PWA. And uh, things will get bigger and better for PWA. But have you noticed... For this match, how quiet the crowd in Providence, Rhode Island is for a match of this magnitude? They've been quiet all night. They've been quiet all night. This uh, Have you ever been to Rhode Island? What, just because I'm American, you assume I've been to Rhode Island? No, of course not. Dave, Rhode Island is a long way away from Oklahoma. Absolutely it is. It's as far as, you know... As far as... I guess as far away from Oklahoma as you could get if you're going northeast. Or, or say as far as... Oklahoma, as far from Oklahoma as, say, Dartmouth is from here. Right. <laughs> That's true. That's a long way. Dave doesn't know where Dartmouth is. I know exactly where Dartmouth is. I know where Very good. He's saying Providence is always a dead crowd in the chat. So Three years you've now been in Canada, and you know where Dartmouth, Nova Scotia is. Very, very I good. I married a Newfie. Uh-huh. I am not a Newfie. Married to Nova Scotia. Nova Scotia, Newfoundland, New Brunswick. They're all Newfies. You're right, Double J. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we're gonna make three Wait a minute, it's not officially three years now, I don't think. I think it was about 8.30, quarter to nine, you, 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 you ran in and, and surprised the shit out of me. Uh-huh, all right. You know what, I want to talk about WWE programming this week. You know, oh, get ready. He's he's gonna, about, about to blow up here. I'm about to blow up. Back Stand up. back. Back up, back up. I'm about to be Vesuvius and Mount St. Helens all in one, okay? Uh-oh. ECW, I like, all right? It's the one show during the week that I can watch solid wrestling matches, okay? It's one hour of good wrestling, not not a lot of promos, not a lot of bullshit, that you would normally see on the two-hour broadcast, such as the Raw or SmackDown. Now, that being said, ECW has, has a decent roster. I mean, they've got the only third-generation female in wrestling history working for them. Although, she's like the only one there, so it does her no good to be on that show. And they've got Tyson Kidd, who they've been pushing really well, and, and I like the character progression. They have, of course, Finley, who is the veteran, and, you know, Warren Swoggle, who's now moving to Raw. What are they going to do with the midget on Raw? But in their infinite <laughs> wisdom, the WWE decided that it would be a great idea that upon Hornswoggle's departure from ECW, to put him in a match with Natalia Neidhart and actually have him beat Natalia Neidhart. Now, it was it was bad enough in 47 seconds. It was bad enough that you brought Natalia into the WWE, put her in a Divas title match against Michelle McCool and had her tap out to Michelle McCool, okay? It's bad enough you did that shit, but the fact that you make her job out 
to a midget who has been nothing but a comedic spot since the day he entered that company really pissed me off. I was really pissed off about that because you're wasting your talent. And then to go a step further on Superstars this past week, uh, yeah, yeah. you had a tag team match with Natalia and Tyson taking on the father and son combination of Hornswoggle and Finley. And again, who gets the win? The midget. The midget and his father. Why? Well, Finley did say that Tyson was the midget. Was the midget, yes. But seriously, WWE, what the fuck? Yeah, why? Exactly. Why? That's my what-the-fuck moment of the night. Well, maybe they felt, and this is just a theory on Mark, behalf of Mark the Shark to Carlo, that since they felt as though that Natalia had um, experience putting over a comedic midget in her life here in Calgary, Alberta, Canada, and I, I can only refer to Ellie Neidhart as the comedic midget, that maybe oh, she God. wouldn't have a problem putting over Hornswoggle. Just a theory. And I want to say this rant was brought to you by the power Andy Knowles. <laughs> <laughs> and the wrestling rewind. No, I, I don't know. I <laughs> Oh, I you know, I just I, I think it was Jim the Anvil Neidhart one one late night at Misty's that called Ellie Neidhart the comedic midget. I'll, oh, have to ask, I'll have to ask the anvil about that. <laughs> well, he's married to the woman, so I guess he can you know, say whatever he wants about her. He might be the bravest man on earth. Wow. When, when, you've, got, uh, when you've got Ellie and, and uh, Natty in, in the same room, I, the, the Nightheart family Christmases must be uh, very, very interesting. <laughs> but, yeah, it's, it's featuring Black Santa. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, Shane McMahon getting worked over right now by, uh, by Ted DiBiase as Shane is... Lying on the outside, Ted DiBiase going to uh, capitalize on a prone Shane McMahon. This has been a very, uh, very lackluster match thus far. It's been kind of boring. Well, once again, like well, the, the chat this, has been saying, the Providence the Civic, quiet crowd is yeah, not helping at all. The Providence wow. Civic Center is usually pretty quiet for pay per view or or any type of TV. So, but it's. <coughs> well, and I think that this stems from the fact that they've been they've been teasing it for for. About two weeks now, the uh, the apparent dissension in the team of Triple A Shane McMahon and and the Animal Batista and and you know like last night's Chris Steele Gamasing Junior match when the crowd was very quiet. Uh, this is what happens when uh, when you're in the middle of a of a program. I think I think people are I think that may show that there's a lot of smart people in this audience because. I think they're just waiting for a finish right now, and, and this match is just leading to a finish harmony. And now this, from the one and only, Boom Boom. Sorry, right, making her way to the show. It's Boom Boom Saturday. I, I figured it out. Inform us. Let us know what's going on, dear. They've been teasing this dissension in the group. Shane McMahon is going to turn on Triple H and on Batista and join... Randy Orton, Cody Rhodes, and Ted DiBiase Jr. That's a because good they have been pushing him as a fifth-generation wrestler. I thought it was fourth. 
No, I'm pretty sure it was fifth they pushed him as. Damn, those McMahons are like just all over the place. How would Shane McMahon be a fifth generation wrestler? I don't there, know, but JR said it. So. There was, well, you know, well, I don't know what JR's been eating. him, his dad, his grandfather's great-grandfather. Maybe it was fourth. Anyways, that's what's going to happen. Mark my words. We're getting a... Wait a uh, minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Vince McMahon Sr.'s father was in the wrestling business as well? Yeah, he was a promoter as well. Wow. Okay. Well. Uh, we're getting uh, information. We're getting a listener from Auckland, New Zealand, right now. Really? Yeah. So thank you well, very much for mate. listening. I think it's about twelve mid- noon, one p.m. in uh, in Auckland, right? Noon, one two p.m. in Auckland, right now. So he's still hooked on phonics. He's learning how to count. One two twelve. Well, noon, 10, oh, it's two p.m. Yeah, because I know it's sixteen hours. And who is the Who is the big bald Australian bastard of a wrestler that? Uh, <laughs> Thank you, Nathan, Nathan Jones. Jones. I'm Nathan Jones. The Jones. Yeah, I'm going to fuck you up. Yeah, boy, he was, he was a uh, a stellar export from that fine country. I, you know, I was on the impression a couple months ago they were they were going to try and get him in TNA. God help us oh, all. God, really? God yeah, help us all. Yeah, probably work visa, but I mean, what a what a cluster that would be. I mean, Nathan Jones, like he was in WWE for a cup of coffee. And no showed up. I wonder if yeah, yeah. I wonder if there's any. Are there any professional wrestling promotions currently in Australia? Maybe the uh, the Australian chat room. If if Mace were here, yeah, NAW. I get Facebook messages for them all the time. Wow. Uh, Oh, Oh, okay. Mace was in the chat room. Is 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 Tenacious Snake around? I don't see him in there. No. You know, I I feel bad. I haven't talked to uh, to some of my buddies. Tenacious Snake, Dead Eye. I mean. All these guys I, I actually uh, hang out with every now and then on Xbox Live. Some great nicknames. And unfortunately, <laughs> yeah. for yours truly, those of you who have Facebook know what's going on with me. I'm a little pissed off this week because on Tuesday, my Xbox 360, after two years of faithful service, melted. Finally, it melted. Finally got the red ring of death. And tomorrow, I'll be sending that son of a bitch to Ontario to Microsoft. And in two or three weeks from now, I will probably get my Xbox back. And if or a new one. Work, I will punt kick it to Ontario. And they just don't want to know what I'll do at this point. Well, Mr. Stay Puffed is from uh, Australia. They said they booked a tour down here in Australia. and Who did, WWE? Yeah. And huh. then Nathan Jones got a free trip and then quit. I don't know. <laughs> uh, but... Uh, Love to have the Aussies and the uh, and the Kiwis listening to uh, to our show. It's it's great to have you and uh, yeah, great to have you on a on a Monday morning, Monday afternoon, uh, checking out WWE and TNA broadcasts. And we might have to do check out our archives. Chinese listeners, the we, Japanese listeners. Where where are the Chinese audience. listeners? I mean, you know, if Stan wants his fans, if we're on if we're on Monday afternoon in Australia, we might have to do a separate broadcast just for Australia and call it Monday afternoon showdown. Yeah, I never thought of that actually. Yeah. <laughs> Sunday night showdown in, on Monday afternoons. Anyways, wow. Ted DiBiase with a series of elbows delivered to uh, the fourth generation McMahon, and you the know. big falling fist, a la DiBiase Senior. Uh, it says we have PWINZ in New Zealand. It's so amateur that it's fun to watch. PWINZ. Yeah, but that's it, far too many initials for a, for a wrestling <laughs> promotion. But it makes me cringe because someone could break their neck at any moment. Gee, kind of like the Prairie Wrestling Alliance. Um, I'm just curious. What was the 
I don't know if it was if it was an actual um, regular event in Australia, but there was an event, I believe, in 2002. I can't remember the promotion. World Wrestling All Stars. No, I don't think it was that. But it, it actually featured for their main event, uh, the Worm Dennis Rodman taking on Kurt Hennig. Uh, that that was, was the IWA? no no that was the promotion um, that Jeff Jarrett was involved in with. Uh, that's uh, WWE. By me? That's WWE. This wasn't yeah. that. No. No. Ah, okay. No, maybe maybe somebody in the chat room can help me out with that. I I remember seeing that on the Fight Network uh, not too long ago. What a cluster that was. This was back in I guess 2002, maybe even 2003. Oh, I, I, I've seen the show many times because whenever I, whenever it's on, I comment that uh, that half the wrestlers on that show are no longer with us. Yeah, I think Sting was on a couple of those shows. Didn't they do like half a dozen shows right after WCW died and and before TNA sh- showed up? Well, what Wrestling All Stars actually had Sting as their champion, and then when they sorted up TNA. They actually merged the NWA and WWA titles and put them on Jared, I believe. Yes. So that he could be the uh, the main focus of TNA. And business, guys, has picked up, and the crowd uh, seems to be a lot more into it since uh, uh, Triple H got the hot tag. And, yeah, uh, definitely. And uh, definitely Mr. Uh, a little bit exciting. Saying IGW. Yes, Triple right. H that, going for the... That's right, IGW. Okay. Yeah, that was an awful... Awful show that I saw with him. <laughs> Cactus clothesline by Shane McMahon on Cody Rhodes. Although every time that that Shane McMahon is in a match, he just simply amazes me at some of the the bumps and the high spots that he uh, that he administers on his opponents. Uh, Shark bottoms up has uh, closed down for now, as we get a question from the chat. But soon to reopen in the next six to eight weeks. Soon to reopen in a. Uh, Brand new state-of-the-art facility that uh, we're very, very excited about. And uh, as soon as I'm able to, I'll let certainly... Maybe we'll debut the new... Uh, and unveil the address of the new Bottoms Up Sports Pub on this very show very soon. Sounds good. That'll be fun. Yeah, that would be a good time. Can't wait for the uh, for the first... Sunday Night Showdown broadcast at the new Bottom Show Sports Club. That'll be a lot of fun. Can you say Jack Daniels? I can't. <laughs> and can you say Vodka Paralyzer? Here it comes. Boom, boom. Here it comes. Oh, Orton went I for thought the that was... It was reversed. Triple H went for the pedigree. Batista grabbed a chair and was about to get disqualified. Orton, Orton nails the oh, RKO. No. Is this the beginning he of the end? Down, ladies and gentlemen. One, two... Oh, kick out it. And they run the they run the bell. No, no, no. They run the bell, but it was only a two count by referee I Mike Gordon's Ryota. Gonna win. Gordon is incensed as he's setting up for the punt kick. Triple H is down after that RKO. And oh. he delivers the punt kick to the head. It's over. It's academic at this point. One, two, three. Ladies and gentlemen. And I two for how many? Five? Five. Yeah. And look two at the crowd. Five. Ladies and gentlemen, look at the crowd. On apparently your biggest heel in the company, and the crowd pops that loud. Biggest pop of the night for your new WWE champion, Randy Orton. And it all comes down to the fact that Triple H had matters under control. He had the pedigree set up, was about to deliver to Randy Orton, saw out of the corner of his eye that Batista had grabbed a chair and was about to waylay one of the man-love triads. 
So he gets away from Orton, grabs the chair from Batista, turns around, and right there is Randy Orton with a spectacular RKO, followed up by a punt kick, and again, one, two, three, it's over. Your new WWE champion, finally, ladies and gentlemen, Randy Orton. And you, you guys obviously know that this will be the beginning of a feud between Triple H and Batista, except, uh, you know, if that's their, the office's way of stuffing a, a turn by, by the animal, Batista down our throats, bad. Well, it's uh, like I said. I don't think that that was very believable as, as any kind of turn for either Triple H or the animal. Well, but technically it wasn't a heel turn when no. you did it, okay? No, not and at all. I, I know there were rumors running rampant that it was going to be a heel turn. But let's face it, I said this before this match even started tonight, that the only guy in this match that was interested in keeping his title was Triple H. Everybody else had their own agenda. Obviously, Shane and Batista wanted to exact revenge on Legacy. Orton wanted the title. Legacy wanted to make that happen for Orton. So Triple H is the odd man out who... And Batista, obviously, looks like he, he wants to kill himself right yeah, now. Yeah, because Batista, if Batista hits Manlove Triad with a chair, it's, it's a DQ. Although Triple H retains the belt, so I'm not sure why that would be a horrible thing. But maybe you can figure that out for me. But, uh, yeah, instead of pinning Randy Orton, Triple H took the chair out of the hand of... Uh, of Batista to avoid the disqualification. Uh, you know what? With this, with this being said, we've got a new WWE champion. Uh, what's going to happen next? Could CM Punk tonight cash in Money in the Bank? We've got one match left. Uh, before this match starts up and while they're actually scooping Triple H off the mat and putting him on a stretcher to sell the injury, um, we're going to move on, go to our next commercial break, which which is my favorite commercial break of the night. It's time for the Retro Rewind. Oh, good. And I just want to say this. It should be good this week. The only hint that I'm giving you guys, it concerns WrestleMania 21. So sit back and enjoy. We'll be right back with Sunday Night Showdown, continuing our live pay-per-view coverage of Backlash. And once again, if you missed it, Randy Orton, your new WWE champion. We'll be right back after these messages. Bitches. Kid. Oh, get You know who we are? We're associates of Mr. Vince McMahon. You do know Mr. McMahon, don't you? Yes. I'm sorry. Did you say something? I said yes. Vince McMahon with the WWE. Check out the big brain on you. You know what they call WrestleMania in France? This is good. Tell him, Eddie. Eddie! WrestleMania? That's right. But do you know when WrestleMania is? April 3rd? Look at you! But if you're so smart, why haven't you bought tickets to say at WrestleMania 21? Because they're sold out. But there is pay-per-view. Somebody stole our pay-per-view box. You hear that, Eddie? Somebody stole their pay-per-view box. That's a real shame. Do you read the Bible, son? Yes. You see, I got this passage memorized. 
Ezekiel 25, 17. Blessed is he who in the name of charity and goodwill shepherds the weak to the valley of darkness, for he is truly his brother's keeper and the finder of lost children. And I will strike down upon thee with great vengeance and furious anger those who attempt to poison and destroy my brothers. And you will know my name is the Lord when I lay my vengeance upon thee. Now can you dig that sucker? WrestleMania tickets? WrestleMania Goes Hollywood. Live Sunday, April 3rd, only on pay-per-view. Man, that feels good. Yeah. We didn't have to use these for a chance. You know something? You damn good. That's it! Hello, my name is Eugene. Do you want a chocolate? I could eat about a million and a half of these. My mama always said, life is like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. But, but I think life is more like WrestleMania. Like, like in WrestleMania 3 when... When Hogan picked up Andre the Giant and he body slammed him. Or, or last year at WrestleMania when, when Chris Benoit, he, he made Triple H step out. Oh. Or WrestleMania 14 when Mike Tyson punched Shawn Michaels in the face. He just ran back and boom. Oh, oh, that's, that's, oh no. Uh-oh. WrestleMania goes Hollywood. Live Sunday, April 3rd, only on pay-per-view. Run, Eugene! Run! Well deserved. I don't think there's ever been a gladiator to match you. You must be Hector reborn. Or is it Hercules? Why doesn't the hero reveal himself and tell us all your real name? You do have a name. My name is Gladiator. How dare you show your back to me? Slay! You will remove your helmet and tell me your name. Who are you? I am the master of the middle finger. Chief Asswhooper of sorry sons of bitches. Beer drinker among beer drinkers. 
trumpster of no one. And I will stomp a mud hole in your ass and walk it dry. My name is Stone Cold Steve Austin. And tonight, I unleash hell! He's got big teeth, and he dates him really white. Mark, the shark, the Carlo. Thanks, Pete, to the eye to the double M-Y. Timmy Stein, the pleasure's all yours, brother. Just want to let everybody, uh, remind everybody that, uh, yeah, JJ, Sex A, the gigolo, is not kicking that L-I-V silent E from the OKC nope. this weekend. He's Why? got some shit going on that he had to take care of, so he's been taking care of it all weekend. Kids, Boom Boom McGee will be joining us. Uh, in about 10 minutes or so, she'll be late. here. She's a little, she's running just a tiny little bit late. From now on, all the Stephanie Wrestling shows here in Calgary are on and video. will be recorded and played on WrestleTalkRadio.com. Wrestling Media Wrestling Network Media. will host right. the new Stampede Wrestling Internet Television Show. Everybody involved in the show to be here for this announcement. So I'm just going to give JJ a quick call. Nobody is going to believe this. However, I think what she's trying to say is that finally, in the two-year history of WCR, the champ is right here in Calgary. That's the biggest fucking surprise I've ever seen. Ladies and gentlemen, the rated X King of Cats, Double J, is in the house here at Bottom Club Sports Club. Holy shit. <laughs> Holy shit. Okay. Harmony and me on Friday, April 28th, two days ago, we were married. We are now <laughs> husband and wife. My God. Oh, my God. I knew there was a very good reason that Boom Boom's Holy voice, shit. <laughs> that Boom Boom's voice was on your lap. And a work. This is a shoot, brother. Wow. Congratulations to the both of you. Why wouldn't and why weren't we invited to the wedding? I, I had Friday off. <laughs> what the hell, Jeff? I would have invited you to the wedding, but I don't know who the fuck internet gave it. Oh. <laughs> you know, seriously, in, in all seriousness, um, this has been going on between Tommy and I for a long time, and we just made the decision that we were going to do this, and uh, things are definitely going to change because uh, within the next couple of months. I'm moving to Calgary. Nice. Wow. Nice. And welcome back to Sunday Night Showdown. Wow. We're seeing the rated R superstar make his way down to the ring in what's going to be one hell of a last man standing match. But there was the retro rewind for the week. You heard three of the best clips from WrestleMania 21, and then, of course, you heard the other rewind, and at my absolute favorite backlash moment of the last three or four years, uh, the the night that I that I invaded <laughs> Western Canada oh, yeah. and made the announcement to the world that myself and this lady right here, Harmony, Boom Boom Sexay, 
at the time, April 28th. At the time, Tits Boom Boom McGee. Yes. She was Tits Boom Boom McGee at that point in time. And you bastards were the only two yep. that really didn't know that was going down. And I still remember, Dave, I was off on Friday. Where, I wasn't Why wasn't Friday. I informed of anything? <laughs> yeah. That was the reaction. You guys will never let me forget that. No. But, you know, <laughs> and, and Double J and Harmony, happy anniversary. Yes. The, the three the, years. The backlash is the official anniversary. The yes. backlash and the fallout is still happening. Yes. But everything is happy in Casa de Jackson. For the most part, yeah. And I only have one last thing to say after hearing that piece of, of wrestling radio uh, anthology. And, and I still have that same question as I had that night. Who the fuck is Internet Dave? <laughs> yes, we all remember. Uh, for our new audience members who might be uh, wondering what the hell we're talking about. Yeah, which is uh, everybody probably. Well, we've had a lot of people stick with us since the old days. On our old show, uh, when it was first started, Jeff was living in Oklahoma City, and of course we were all in, here in Alberta, and through various conversations and face-to-face meetings, you two decided to uh, to uh, to get married. So you flew up here on, the, what, the Friday and, and got married at City Hall, and Clevitz was laughing throughout the wedding ceremony. City service. Hall? You're going to let her correct you. We didn't get married right. at City Hall. Well, I we thought it was City Hall. But how many times did you go to Oklahoma City to see Jeff? Does that matter? No, no. no. How many times <laughs> did you go to Oklahoma City before Jeff came up and you guys hooked it up? It doesn't matter. Once. For six days. Six days. Let's not forget when... when but you got to remember, Harmony and I had a relationship for about a year and a half where we talked for hours on the phone, like almost every night. Big bills, you big know, phone we bills. Were very, very yeah. good friends. And she came to visit me uh, for WrestleMania 22, which, as most of you remember who are, who are avid fans of the old WTR, uh, remember that she accompanied me to C23, <laughs> yes, in Springfield, Missouri, or oh, somebody likes to call it misery. Misery, yeah. And uh, we we had a hell of a time with Trey and JSK, and did the When Worlds Collide show, yep. and absolutely you know, spent six wonderful days together, and decided that after that we wanted to see things through. Different finishing move every day. Go ahead. We we definitely oh, wanted to uh, continue <laughs> the relationship, and right, you know, over the course of a month, we decided, well, you know what? Why not? Why not just do this? Let's get married. You know, I'll move there, and, you know, three years later, we're still together. We have three wonderful children together. And you're a landed immigrant now? No. I'm oh. A, I'm still waiting to, okay. to get all that worked out. Okay. But uh, but I am still here, so that's the important That's good. And uh, so, yeah, I, I'm glad that we've made it three years. You know, happy anniversary to us. It's awesome. Is life better for the gigolo in Calgary, Alberta, Canada, than it was in Oklahoma City? It's different. Ah, uh, not I, a I good would, answer. I would ah, say, fail. I would say that um, no, Jerry Lynn did not give Boom Boom that. Well, she, she gave her Boom Boom. Boom McGee was from me. Well, well, it was from no, Anchorman. no. Tits McGee was from you. Boom Boom, Boom was Boom from Jerry was Lynn. from Jerry Lynn. Let's okay, not yeah, forget. Boom Boom was from Jerry Lynn, but Tits McGee was from me. Mm-hmm. Except right. you gave Tits one thing that. Jerry Lynn never did. Anyways, um, 
Yeah, You're sure about that? There you go. I'm so I'm so just kidding. I am so just kidding. Wait a minute, we but we have to get a hold. Yet. We have to get a hold of the current and reigning Ring of Honor World Heavyweight Champion Jerry Lynn hey, and I've confirm so a thing kidding. or two. I've hung out with Jerry Lynn on several occasions. <laughs> wait a minute, wait so a minute. Just kidding. Before just you guys got out. together, you each had a past, and that was so in the past. Did not include that. Jerry Lynn. It did not include Jerry. Did Lynn. Did not include Jerry. But anyway, Lynn. so these guys get married on a Friday afternoon. Clevitz is, is laughing throughout the ceremony, from what I remember. And uh, big secret, big secret, big secret. So so him and I are sitting in the bar. Harmony comes in. And uh, we all think Jeff is in Oklahoma. Needless to say, he walks right in. Our minds are blown. And and uh, he makes his grand premiere. And then a few months later moves up. Here. I had my back to the door. <laughs> I didn't, remember that, yeah. Didn't I mean, I had only seen a couple of really bad dark internet pictures of you ever before yeah. and uh, I, I don't even I don't even turn around and I hear the I hear the voice and I'm like geez I know we just fixed the speakers and bought him to a sports club but fuck he sounds like he's here <laughs> <laughs> you turned around and there I was there you right were there. there you were so that, you know what that's that's the moment that's that was my fun. favorites of all time yeah. And, oh, yeah. and Shark definitely. definitely did mark out for that holy yes shit. I did yeah. holy shit yeah, yeah, holy shit <laughs> holy shit <laughs> I think it more so- sounded like that and I think about five minutes later you had a double jack and coke in front of him I, I wasn't five minutes yeah, no. yeah it wasn't it was less than five that. minutes less it wasn't that. one no uh, no I remember drinking several that night yes Yeah. not as many as your karaoke birthday party at Bottoms of Sports Club. As a matter of fact, the only one in the house that night that was more drunk than you (laughs) was you. Ain't that the fucking truth. Oh, my God. I'm just trying to keep you in business. Wow. Oh, boy. I tell you what, you know what? It seems like Bottoms Up has been like the home of a lot of great memories for me. So you better get that pub open. open All right. It'll it'll be open soon. It'll be open soon. But, yeah, so they they had to make sure that they kept it a big secret so Shark and I would be be shocked. And, boy, were we. Holy cow. Yeah, because I couldn't have hoped for a better reaction from you two fuckers. Yeah, and I'm still pissed about not getting invited to the wedding, but... The surprise was, was off that day, Jeff. The surprise, <laughs> the surprise was worth it, definitely. It and was, uh, it's a, it's a, and like I said, it, it's definitely our uh, most memorable backlash moment. Yes. <laughs> yeah, you know, it, it ranks up there with with Big Show dressed up as Hulk Hogan taking on Kurt Angle. It's you know, it's, it's up there. Yeah, it's right up there. Well, yeah, or Jeff the Adonis dressed up as Ultimate Warrior. That wasn't a yeah. backlash. Moment. Whatever, it was still a really great moment. It was. The only thing that would have made it any better is if he had got on the mic and said... Shall I lie on the lawn and let the lawnmowers run over me? <laughs> like, why the hell are you lying on the lawn and letting lawnmowers run over you? Because he's... Just saying. Because he's... Because he just smoked a whole bag of dope. That's how... Um, Anyways, I got this week, uh, completely off topic, I got this week from uh, um, WWE Publishing, the brand new, not released yet, (laughs) the brand new, not released yet, WWE trivia book. It's got about, it's about 300 pages of WWE trivia, multiple choice, and then at the back are all the answers, so we're going to bring that on next WWE pay per view and uh, and check out to see if our uh, our uh, witty 
chat room listeners are going to have some of the right answers. Now, what in God's name was so funny in the chat room you guys were reading? Enlighten me. He was laughing like a hyena. Uh, chaos was like, I always wanted to know what it would be like to be an illegal immigrant. I'm going to smuggle myself into Canada. <laughs> I'd like to know so. what it's like to be a legal immigrant. <laughs> <laughs> I've yet to find that out. Well, if there's You're a country legal. in the world you okay, want to pick so to try to illegally enter I'm the not, country, I'm Canada is it. Okay. He's just, not illegal. Just to clarify things, he is not illegal. He is here legally. So He married you. He's legal. I have, I have visitor status. Yes. For a really, really long visit. You just don't have the green card yet. That's all. Edge with the sleeper on John Cena. And this match so far is putting me to sleep. Isn't that a red card? Mm-hmm. Or a red and white card? It, it's green? not really no, actually a, a card card at all. A red card is soccer. It, it's a green it's card a green in green the card. States. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to speak language you understand. Right. But uh, when we look back at... Bit of a dig? She tries. When we look, <laughs> when we look back at our, at our backlash memories, like I said, as I said at the top of the show, five years ago this weekend, uh, Randy Orton and... Uh, Mankind in an absolutely incredible. Not mankind, it's Mick Foley. Mick Foley, and he wasn't wearing a mask. Mick Foley and Randy Orton in an absolutely incredible hardcore match. Harmony, you were there. I was there, and I was very seriously disgusted with the thumbtacks. How about yeah. this for a flashback? Farouk, Bradshaw, and Midian. Naked Midian. Naked Midian beat. Don't, yeah. Not not into the tax. No, she can't handle the tax. But how about this? Farouk, Bradshaw, and Naked Midian beat Gangrel, Edge, and Christian. Oh, yeah, the brood. The brood. Well, uh, Mankind beat Paul White in the Boiler Room Brawl when, when the Big Show's hand was completely cut up, and he put that handprint on a gla- on the glass, and it was all red. Oh, that was... Remember that. Oh, yeah. yeah absolutely. Um... John Cena setting up for the five-knuckle shuffle. I think he's about to tell Edge, you can't see me. As Edge gives him a kick in the face. Right in the he eye. Says, hey, motherfucker, who saw that. And who can't <laughs> see who? <laughs> WrestleMania, or excuse me, Backlash 2000, Big Show dressed as Hulk Hogan, pinned Kurt Angle in three minutes. Sharpshooter. He's got it locked in. Scorpion Deathlock. Sharpshooter. All right. He's Canadian. And, right. Eddie Guerrero pinned S.A. Rios. With uh, Lita by by his side. S.A. Rios, wow. Speaking of uh, Eddie Guerrero, did you guys catch the uh, homicide hom- homage to uh, Eddie Guerrero last night? No. Where the hell were you? <laughs> well, like Harmony and Lightness on Homicide's tribute to Eddie Guerrero well, last night. Well, the triple... Uh, I can't even oh, think. I'm just so into the, the three, amigos. three amigos. There we go. Um, and then the the chest pound and look up in the sky. I had to, and he did a few little things like that. So that was pretty cool. And I, also hit the sharpshooter. And he did also hit the sharpshooter, which is partly why I thought of that as well. And then the Eddie Guerrero comment. So. Uh, and I, I did have really great pictures with Homicide last night and, and AJ Styles, really fantastic ones that you know. I they're, they're, they're already posted. I think uh, uh, Diamond Dawn took a couple of pictures of you and uh, and Homicide and AJ Styles that are up that I saw. No. I sure as hell hope he did because I was just about to say that um, on my computer where those two pictures are, every other picture is fine. On those two pictures. Photo error. Oh no! What, no, I, no. The, the Diamond Don has them on his Facebook. That's really? where I saw them this afternoon. Yeah. 
Do I look hot? You don't have to talk to Because <laughs> I know AJ did. <laughs> I'm just saying. For our female listeners out there that, that care. There was a, got a lot of good pictures from not only last night's show, but Friday night's show uh, up in Edmonton all over Facebook. Or a lot of your friends, so you'll be able to uh, to find them. Absolutely. I'm uh, looking forward to going and looking you at see them. see the pictures of, of Superfly Dandy Dan's head. Oh. Ooh. Yeah. Ever, Chucky's face. Ever since the uh, the rebound that Edge has had from the uh, the five knuckle shuffle where he kicks John Cena in the head, Edge has been on top, and I say that Not so much. just as Edge was going to ram John Cena into the ring steps, John Cena out of the way, and Edge right into the ring steps. It's been a very back and forth matchup. Yeah. As uh, that's, a, that's an awesome yeah. question. Just a couple of questions from the chat room. Um, the uh, backlash 2001 was Kurt Angle beating Benoit four to three in the Iron Man submission match, and that was a fantastic match. I was just going to mention that. Uh, from Chaos, where do you think Eddie Guerrero would be in his career right now if he was still with WWE? Um, oh, if, boy. If Eddie Guerrero were still alive, he would obviously still be with uh, World Wrestling Entertainment. I think that... Vicky Guerrero would not be the general manager well, exactly. of Raw. Vicky Guerrero... Nor married to Edge. And Edge would have been yeah. married her, yeah. He would still, you know, Vicky Guerrero would still be behind the scenes, not involved in uh, professional wrestling. I bet you him and Ray either would have had a, a good tag title run or had a would have continued their well, I think th- their feud probably would have gone on, but maybe right now they would be like tag team champions or something. So you guys go ahead, I'll, I'll come back. To so now go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> so anyway, like I was saying, um, I think he would he would still be around. He would still be main eventing either Raw or SmackDown. I think he would have had at least. Another two championships under his uh, under his reign, and uh, I, I think that he would still be the main event draw that that he was before he passed on. It, it's sad to me that the day he died, he was going to take that title from Batista and be the world heavyweight champion. And of course, you know, circumstances beyond his control, he wound up dead in a hotel room brushing his teeth. And you know, it, it sucks. And I really respected Eddie Guerrero as a worker. I thought he was a hell of a talent. And that's why Dave doesn't brush his teeth anymore, but anyways. Because he's afraid he's going to die? Right. Possibly. I knew that that's probably the, re- the reason. But um, I don't know. I, that's a really good question. I, I honestly think that he would still be top of the card. Would John Cena be as big as he is if Eddie was... was uh, still around? I'd like to think no. I think uh, one of Edge and Cena's rivalries probably would have been Cena and Eddie at one point. And honestly, you also got to look at the other. Had had Eddie Guerrero not passed on, Rey Mysterio would have never broken through world champion and become a world champion. Because let's face it, they pretty much bastardized that whole run on Eddie Guerrero's memory and putting that title on Rey Mysterio. Has he done it since then? Hell no. Is he going to do it again? Possibly. Now that he's back on SmackDown, he could be a focal point and a main event guy. It's possible we're going to see that title back on him at some point. I would much rather see the WWE Championship go over to SmackDown and have him go after the WWE title because, again, with being a WWE Champion, you don't have to like change the title around and be 
You can be WWE champion. You don't have to be world champion as opposed to world heavyweight champion, which is what that belt signifies. Absolutely. And uh, we're obviously in the midst of uh, finding a solution to the SmackDown championless program right now. Um, and hopefully from the outcome of this match, there'll be some final resolution with respect to that. Well, yeah, you can only hope, right? I mean, there are rumors that John Cena will be taking time off. This is the way to do it. You put the title on edge tonight. I don't see any way around it. Speaking of time off, what's going on with uh, HBK? Glad you brought that up, actually. Uh, Shawn Michaels is probably going to be out until maybe June or July. He's having some issues with his knees, as he's obviously had over his career. I mean, we've seen Shawn Michaels go into matches against Triple H when he could barely walk. Yep. Does anybody remember Cyber Sunday from, what, five years ago? Yep. When he went out against Benoit and Edge. Yeah. And wrestled Triple H with a, with a messed up leg. And actually, he had a wonderful match. Um, I don't know. HBK is near retirement. We all know that possibly next year is going to be the end for him. And it's like I said last week. The landscape in World Wrestling Entertainment is about to change drastically. Because you've got guys like Batista, The Undertaker, Shawn Michaels, who are wrapping their career up at this point and possibly are going to be done in the next year or two. Now, that means WWE's got to step up with this draft that they just had and with the rosters that we had. And formulate some new top-level stars. It does. It yeah. brings up a lot of... Uh, a lot of interesting perspectives. ECW is a brand with potential. You know, I'm thrilled that Harry Smith is going to be on the ECW brand, hopefully. I mean, he was on, he's been drafted twice and never showed up on SmackDown. He's been drafted to ECW. I think that... It Harry still hasn't Smith, been on. Well, but that, the draft hasn't really taken effect yeah. on the shows. After... It'll be next tonight, week's tapings. Yeah. Next week's tapings. supposed to fall into effect. Yeah. So hopefully Harry Smith... D.H. Smith, or whatever you want to call him, is going to show up on ECW. I hope that they have the mind to put him and, and Tyson Kidd in a tag team managed by Natalia, and they go after the uh, the undisputed tag team titles. That's the way you do that. That's that's what you should do with them. I think they're both hungry, and they're both going to be huge stars. We got the uh, booing for Cena and uh, cheering for Edge uh, punch sequence. But, yeah, the Undisputed Tag Team Championships have a lot of potential. But, like, I mean, we were talking about it last week. John Mor this is John Morrison's time to shine. Absolutely. And, and, uh, and this is where it all begins. This week is the official first week of the, of the, uh, of the, uh, the draft uh, appointees where they're only going to be on, on their new drafted programs and... Uh, We've been promised separation whereby there won't be any more crossover um, workers going from show to show. It's going to yeah. The, the split is on once again. But apparently, that can't work. That cannot work when you have an undisputed tag team championship on one brand. You cannot do that. You have to have those titles rotate to all the different branches. You cannot have that brand split taking effect. If you wanted to do that, then you should have kept the title separate. That was a stupid move on their part. As far as the World Heavyweight Championship, the WWE Championship, that's fine. I'm all for them keeping it on their brands. With the tag team division, you really only need one division. And they should, they should basically have all shows encompassing that one division. 
as John Cena locks in the STF. No longer the STFU. No. Now that they've worked out a, a uh, yes, a friendly deal with Masahiro Chono in New Japan Pro Wrestling, the, the original purveyor of the STF. No, that's not true at all. <laughs> not at all. As John Cena relinquishes the hold, obviously he cannot win with the STF. Um, but like I said, you've got to have those tag team titles go to all brands. Well, yeah, and I agree because they're the only tag team champions. So how do you have one set of rules for the champions and another set of rules for the rest of the rosters? But, and, but that's so what they're professing is that this week the split is on. But that's what they did when they originally did the split. Right. It yeah, was the guys and the girls champions. The could champions could go to all of the shows. Everyone else was on their own show. So unless, unless Edge wins, then you're in a situation as well where you have – two championships belts on the same show, so you have to be able to have the champions go show to show anyways. Right. Well, I think the winner of this is going to be on SmackDown, but... As Edge hits the spear on John Cena, and they're both uh, looking up at the lights, while Nate Jr. administers the 10 count. Now, did, did you guys actually hear uh, what went on on ECW recently? Uh was it Stryker and Josh Matthews? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We're discussing uh, a match between Evan Bourne and, um, and and John, John Morrison. Morrison, and they were using terms like match of the year candidate and five star match. Those were edited out of the broadcast because World Wrestling Entertainment does not want their commentators, I guess, to use that terminology on guys that are not main events at this point in time, which is, in my opinion, stupid. I think that Stryker. And Matthews were right in saying that. Evan Bourne, anyone who watched the match would agree that that match was, was a fantastic match. You've got two of the top stars of the future in that match. And they delivered a five-star match. Now, I think it's a mistake, and I think it's stupid, and I think it's very much ego that the powers that be within World Wrestling Entertainment want to silence their announcers from making such terms. Exactly, and why not spin it into a positive and put over the fact that two young great workers like Evan Bourne and John Morrison had a great match. And here's the thing. With this brand split, you're going to see those guys get elevated. I mean, Evan Bourne is one of the main reasons to watch ECW every week. Now that John Morrison is on Friday Night SmackDown, I mean, honestly, he's going to be one of those guys to watch. And JR alludes to it every week. And I've been saying it for years. I'm, I'm a little upset that he didn't get drafted to Raw, which is the A show, which is where he belongs. But to be honest, it's okay that he went to SmackDown because that gives him a chance to elevate himself to the top and not have to contend with guys like Triple H or Shawn Michaels or John Cena, for that matter. As John Cena, oh, nice spot. Wow, John Cena hit the, uh, I guess, the attitude adjustment from the top. Yep. And... Uh, Edge came off with a nice spear as John Cena was coming off the top turnbuckle. This has been a very physical match. And both guys are pulling out some great spots here. But very hard-hitting match. Absolutely. Very unlike what you might think and perceive that an Edge-Cena match might look like. Well, yeah, they didn't need tables and chairs and ladders and stuff for, that, for this contest. I mean, we saw that when they had that ladder match or that TLC match a, a few months ago. So and another a couple point years that ago. was just brought up in the chat room, the referees are not allowed to be spoken of by name. Oh, anymore. Yeah, like, I remember JR used to be like, 
Referee Mike Kyoto. Yeah. Like, so now they're not allowed to even, you know, like, so we just got a zebra in the ring, and it doesn't matter what his name they're is. They're not allowed to call the referee by name anymore. I guess not. I didn't know that. Like, I, I don't know what's going on with that company. Like, are, are they, is Vince, I think Vince has lost his fucking mind. He yeah. has gone senile. I think that kick to the head that Orton gave him, I think it, I think it really fucked him up. Well, it. And here, and here's Edge clearing the uh, video and audio paraphernalia off the announce table in front of Jr. Michael Cole and uh, and Jerry the King Lawler. I never did get that. I mean, I get it why they do that because they don't want to ruin the equipment. But realistically, if I was a wrestler and I was trying to seriously injure someone, I would leave all that crap on there. Well, they do that as well, Harmony, so they don't overly hurt themselves. Oh my Whoa! God! Huh? John Cena just uh, attitude-adjusted Edge off the announce table and into the crowd. And at this point... Literally onto the crowd. I think yeah. some people in the crowd might have actually gotten injured off that spot. I mean... Yeah, there's a few plants, but... I smell a lawsuit. There's obviously a few plants, but good God. He went into probably the fourth or fifth row. Yeah, there's and one, there's one guy with a, with a Cena uh, shirt lying, lying on the back, his back looking up at the lights. Take a look at those personalized backlash chairs. You know what? Those guys are plants. Oh, of course they are. Of course they are. Yeah. Oh, yeah, exactly. There's no way they're going to risk actually doing that if they weren't plants. And if you'll notice, there's a whole bunch of guys wearing those same Cena shirts. Oh, those aren't there, so you don't know exactly where to go. Looks like there were some pieces of paper on the chairs to indicate uh, where these people should sit and, like, reserve signs. But Cena... Can't believe it because Edge stood up at eight after that move. Well, dude, he didn't hit the concrete floor. He landed on some jabroni. I mean, come on. Nobody went from a nine and a half on the previous move it, to it, an eight like, here. It's like going to a concert, getting up on stage, and jumping into the mosh pit. They're gonna fucking hold you, man. They're carrying you. Oh, now it's a, a race around the uh, the arena floor here. Up to the crowd, similar to 3D and. Beer money from last week. Very good match so far by Cena and Edge. Well, a much better second half than it has been the first half yeah. of this contest. Oh, they're out in the concourse now. <coughs> As Edge pulls up Layman, making out like he's got a bit of a Charlie horse, or he pulled a hamstring or something, and Cena in hot pursuit of the rated R superstar. No, this has been a really solid match thus far. It was kind of boring when it started off, but they've really picked up the action. And the crowd is finally beginning to show some life. I thought they were like at a cemetery there for a while. Well, like I said, the arena's been dead the entire evening. Oh! A bulldog onto onto uh, an equipment container. And uh, Edge is not moving right now. Uh, we're looking back at some other backlashes of the past. Uh, ba- backlash 2002 in Kansas City when Hulk Hogan won the world uh, title from Triple H. And The Undertaker pinned Steve Austin in a 27-minute marathon with Ric Flair as a special referee. Hogan be, and Triple H was an interesting match that night. That was the battle of the Triple H's. Hollywood Hulk Hogan versus <laughs> Triple H. But yeah, they they felt that they had to take advantage of of everything that Hogan was doing, and they put the belt on him for a month. You know, and, and that was another thing too that really bothered me. Triple H, honestly, he's a good champion, 
Hulk Hogan, not so much. I mean, seriously. Well, he had what? The next match he had after that, he lost to The Undertaker. I mean, Hulk Hogan, sure, they wanted to market the fact that he was back, and he was back with the WWE, and, you know, Hulkamania was for a while, brother, 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 sister, brother. But it just didn't work. It fell flat. It definitely did not work, and I think that's why they terminated the program as quickly as they did. Well, absolutely, you had to at that point. Backlash 2003, when they had the two title matches, Brock Lesnar pinned J John Cena, and Bill Goldberg pinned uh, The Rock after uh, Goldberg showed up the night after WrestleMania and immediately got into that program with The Rock, and Goldberg won the first match of that of that rivalry. And uh, we saw the WWE, as short as it was, version of the NWO, which involved Shawn Michaels and Booker T for a little while. Oh, Edge comes back with a chair, right across the back to John Cena with the chair, as, oh, you know what, I'm not with WWE, so I can make reference to Charles, Charles Robinson. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, of course, the show. Ooh. Oh, concerto delivered to the stage. That's it. That's got to be it right there. That's got to be it. Cena not moving. It's ten minutes to the end of the show. Yeah. That's it. The show uh, 2004 Dear God, that we were at. Family? By God, he's got a family. Is that? Oh, this just in. Jr's talking. By God, he's got a family. He's got a family. Damn it, he's got a family. I was going to let you get away with a Sunday night showdown without without doing that. I, I guess I'm like stuck with that forever, aren't I? That's right. By God, he's been broken in half. He's got a family. Damn it, he's got a family. Better be. Don't to be do it. Better, better to be stuck with that than stuck with who the fuck is Internet Dave? Big Show. <laughs> Big Show makes his way out and goes for the choke slam on John Cena off the stage. Obviously, this is a build-up to Cena Big Show for Raw tomorrow night because Edge retains on SmackDown. Oh, my God. He just threw John Cena through the lighting equipment. Wow. Big light at the, at the stage there. That's it. All the little kids in Westbury, Massachusetts, are broken up. They're crying. They're upset. Something is oh, on fire. They're weeping. Something oh, my God. Humanity. John Cena's brush cut is on fire. Something is on fire right now. And they're putting it out right now. Yeah, they're putting it out. It's called John Cena. <laughs> it's called Title Reign Over, bitch. Cena was not on fire. Title Reign Over. If he gets up from this... Then he is the world. Then he is Cal -El. Yeah, the world might as well just come to an end. Nope. I hope that. I hope that he ain't getting up. I hope the arena doesn't have a sunroof because all he needs is the sunlight to hit him, and he's back up. And That's a piece of man. glass just hit him right in the mush. I hope that was kryptonite glass. And it's academic at this point, ladies and gentlemen. Rated R superstar Edge has taken the world heavyweight championship back. To the question is, why would the Big Show help? Help. As the uh, adulterer in that relationship, why would uh, he help Edge? Because if there's a little love triangle going on, then eventually Big Show knows down the road he's going to be facing Edge. Therefore, he's now made it for the title. Not really, because he's been drafted to Raw, and Edge is on SmackDown. 
That means big everything. shows on Raw. Wow. As uh, the boys in the back come running out to attend to John Cena, and they don't realize that Edge is still on the stage posturing with the World Heavyweight Championship. Somebody misses J.J. Kali. Apparently. <laughs> she didn't get that. When I used to imitate the great Kali. Kind of sounds like the Tasmanian devil. That's right. Wow, unbelievable. Well, hey, I'm what, three for five now? Three for five. You made a uh, miraculous comeback. But there will definitely not be a CM Punk no. cashing in the money no. in the bank right now because they got about three minutes at tops left in the broadcast. Three minutes. No. Edge won in less than three minutes. Watch it again. It was just the last man standing. He's like almost dead. He threw him into all of that uh, that plastic casing that uh, broke it up into shards. You'll get a much better shot of it here from the back. Look at that. Yeah. Great spot. I'll be damned. Cena's lucky he didn't hit his... Great. Yeah, you're like, fuck, I'm going to... I'm going to die. No, no. Oh, my God. And he hit his head on the top. Oh, my God. Yeah, he would be. Oh. Well, I'm willing to bet he's hurt, though, seriously. Triple H gets carried out on a stretcher. John Cena gets carried out on a stretcher. Told you the landscape was going to change. It may just have to after this. As we've seen three title changes tonight. Yeah. New champion, Christian, his brother, new ECW champion. Yeah. All three major titles changed hands in one night. And a much better backlash than I thought we were going to be treated to tonight. Well, with only six very, matches on the card, good. you knew that they had plenty of time for all of the individual matches. Very good. Very well but, done yeah. in, in, in every angle that they ran tonight. Well, there's Punk looking for Cena, so I don't think he's going to be coming out to help Edge. Nope, that's for another time. Yeah. Well, that being said, Dave, why don't you run down the card wow. tonight give the results? Sure, Let's absolutely. Let's get ready to put this bitch to bed. <laughs> all right, well... Um, Jack Swagger lost his ECW title to uh, Christian Cage to via open the, the contest switch. via the kill switch. Uh, Kane continued his dominance over CM Punk. Chris Jericho made Ricky Steamboat tap. Matt Hardy quit in the I Quit match after being tied to a after being tied to a table, and Jeff Hardy hit the move on him anyway. Triple H retained lost his uh, World WWE Championship to Randy Orton after some miscommunication with Batista, and Edge is your new World Heavyweight Champion, thanks to the Big Show. And, and shocking events there. Dave, we're back here. Three weeks. Three weeks, four. Judgment Day on behalf of WWE. So and the next the DNA, pay-per-view, week after. Week after. Yeah. I'm actually thinking we might be back here before then, if I can get everything lined up. I'm going to try and... Uh, book us an interview if I can and if we can get that going then maybe we can run maybe say two weeks from tonight 
and we'll have a, a special interview, which I don't want to divulge of right now, but we'll, we'll see what we can make happen. And uh, we'll just do a show not covering a pay-per-view, because, God, I, I miss doing a two-hour show where we actually talk to someone or just talk about the news of the week. Oh, we had our Oscar special. I think we can start an Oscar special. We're, like, <laughs> we're, we're doing the Oscars. We're doing an Oscar show. Oh, my God, Hugh Jackman's dancing. We're doing the Here's the winner for sound editing. Wrestling fans don't give a rat's ass about the Oscars, Dave. Well, we wanted to see if Mickey Rourke would win. Oh, please. And he did not. And he did did not. not. He did not. Uh, But we did talk about that shortly afterwards. But uh, if you're in the Edmonton area, we found out last night, uh, July 4th, big, big, big show in Edmonton. Uh, Not only Hotshot Johnny Devine, but uh, the beautiful people, Mick Foley and Al Snow. A big five. And the former Ring of Honor World Brian Heavyweight Daniel. Champion, Brian Danielson. The American Dragon. The American so Dragon. That should be a huge And in May, on May 23rd, here in Calgary, the PWA show here in Calgary so far will feature um, another Ring of Honor mainstay, Seattle, Washington's Davey Richards. I'm looking forward yeah. to, uh, to seeing Davey Richards. I've only ever seen him. On uh, on DVD before, but yeah, we'll uh, that, to, that'll uh, be a lot of fun. We'll have to talk to Davey uh, and get a chance to, to speak to him because he doesn't work for a company that is banned from doing interviews with 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 wrestling websites. So. Uh, I got to break in and say something right here. Just looking at the chat room, mm-hmm. I'm going to say this to Chaos Seven Six Five Twenty Two: the beautiful people, best thing in TNA. Yeah, from the neck down. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but good point. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to that show in July. I think it's going to be Yeah, good. July 4th. Uh, hopefully, uh, well, it depends, all, depends on uh, the Stampede. No, that's... I'll be, that's sneak- I'll be doing for Stampede. Yeah, that, that's... Well, the, no, it's going to be the Saturday night. Is it the Saturday night? Yeah. So that'll so. be the first Saturday night of Stampede. Yeah. A good reason to get the fuck out of Calgary. That's true. <laughs> yeah, you know? Absolutely. Let's take a road trip. Absolutely, I think we should. Absolutely. And uh, I, I did read something else, and... Uh, if Dave could pull up WrestleView right now, I can actually give you the, sure. uh, the actual finale. On I just saw that, that, that Telus TV was doing a, a promo for the new uh, yet-to-be-announced um, Who the Fuck is Internet Dave biography. It's called the, oh God. the Disturbed Life of Internet Dave. You didn't tell us that you, you were doing a, uh, oh, a biography. Amazing. amazing. Um, you know, somebody asked about Bobby Lashley and TNA. What do I think that means? I, They've been trying to work out a, a deal with Bobby Lashley. I know it's it's a short-term thing right now, but he's agreed that he is going to work for... Uh, four days a month. Four days a month. Four days a month for the tapings and the pay-per-view uh, for th- on a three-month deal. and uh, he signed a three-month deal. On a three-month deal. Wow. And, uh, and the fact that he will be continuing to do MMA uh, shows over the next... Uh, uh, you know, undetermined amount of time, and that yes, in fact, as I was mentioning last week for our um, uh, TNA lockdown uh, edition of Sunday Night Showdown, that in fact he is still negotiating with Strike Force's Scott Coker for uh, an upcoming appearance on Strike Force MMA show. Maybe not next month, but certainly the month after. Very cool. Hmm. Um, well, actually, the news bit that I'm going to get right here, we're, we're fixing to bring up. Um, I believe Bobby Lashley had signed a deal 
to have an MMA fight here in uh, in Alberta. I believe it's in Edmonton. Like, click on that Bobby Lashley link. I, I saw this earlier today, and I, I don't have it in my notes, unfortunately. Right. Oh no! See, XFC is a uh, promotion out of Florida. Florida. Okay, go down further because I know I saw one today, but supposedly he's going to be in Edmonton, Alberta, either next month or the month afterward. I don't have the date on that, but if he is in fact having an MMA match in Al- in Edmonton, then I'm I'm going to go. I'm going to go and and possibly have a have a chat with him and find out what's going on. But uh, he's under TNA contract, though. You can't do that. Okay, Jill. Yes, well, that that was the stipulation that he signed with TNA is that he could continue to uh, uh, seek out his MMA career. Yeah, it's the Dave Meltzer's reporting. Bobby Lashley has agreed to fight Mike Cook, uh, who's seven and three on five fifteen maximum fighting championship. Yeah, for maximum fighting championship, the show will live on HDNet. In addition. Lashley will continue with TNA. So obviously he has both going on for him. So we'll see what happens. No, no, but I mean like... And you have HDNet. I do. He does. Oh, okay. But 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 website's talking to TNA talent is what I mean. I understand that, but if he's yeah. doing both, he's not well, exclusively yeah. under TNA contract. That's true. Right. That's probably a very good uh, thought. So Just let me work out the legalities of this. I'm, I'm a pro with this. He's on this. May the 15th. Live on HDNet. So May the Check 15th, that out. I will make a road trip. And you're welcome to go with me if you'd like. Actually, I'm busy that day. It's my son's second birthday, but thank you. Well, then fine, don't go. I'd much rather go. Tell, let me tell you. But anyways, listen. I want to uh, thank everybody to listening for listening to Sunday Night Showdown this week uh, at the international headquarters of Sunday Night Showdown. Uh, we're back, Dave, in three weeks. Three weeks for a pay-per-view coverage, but we probably will have something one way or the other between now and then. Either well, that'll be fun. Yeah, even if it's a pre-tape or, or like, I mean, if we could arrange an interview with somebody, Shark, between now and then, that would be a great thing to, to do, either pre-taped or live. So do you we'll see, see my black book that's over there? <laughs> no, but no, but the, three years I booked guests on another radio show. No, but the, the like big name guests, I, I did that shit for three years. Remember let that? him yes. do it. Let him do it. Well, I, I had a lot of fun this week. My uh, expectations for backlash were far greater or far less than I thought that they came across with, and I really enjoyed the show. thought it was very well done. So don't forget uh, to did join. I, did I get Booker T when he was still in World Wrestling Entertainment? Yes. Did I not do that? Did, y- yes. did I get Mick Foley when he was still working for World Wrestling Entertainment? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Bow down to the master. Break it down. Bow down. <laughs> Uh, don't forget, if you want to join our Facebook page to get all of our updates, uh, feel free to do that. Uh, Sunday Night Showdown at yahoo.ca for any email that you'd like to send us. And uh, Ustream has got their new design, and it's worked out beautifully all evening. So, Well, ladies and gentlemen, I uh, thank you for stopping by and listening to the uh, coverage of WWE's pay-per-view backlash tonight. I hope that you felt the backlash like we all did. And I felt the love because who the fuck is Internet Dave made his Internet Wrestling Radio return and there were no technical glitches on the broadcast. Holy Standing shit. Ovation. I can't believe it either. Standing so, ovation. I, th- I think we finally found the right combination here. All right. You know what? I- I'm glad to say that, that Dave, you did a, a fantastic job. For here. real. I think Thank I you. you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we found the right combination of wires and uh, and plugins and, and computers. So I think we've we've actually got it fixed 
permanently from now on. But Oh, you know, don't go and jinx it now. But don't go and jinx it, absolutely well, right. With that being said, guys, thank you for, for listening to us tonight on our continuing pay-per-view coverage of Backlash. We'll see you in a couple weeks. I'll keep you updated. You'll find us on WrestleView when we're ready to have another show, possibly two weeks from tonight. But if not, three weeks from tonight for the next TNA pay-per-view offering. With that being said, ladies and gentlemen, I'm getting the fuck out of here. I don't care what you do, but I got two words for you. Get out. We'll talk to you later, guys. Bitches. Bye-bye. I'm sorry, what? What part didn't you understand? The buh or the bye? Bye-bye.